on today's show, Howard welcomes back singer, rapper, musician, actor, and Megan Fox's fiance, Machine Gun Kelly. Are you a good neighbor? A terrible neighbor, Howard. Because in, in the garage is an entire, like, motorcycle shop. So there's, a, they're, and they're building a motorcycle in there right now. And it's always at, like, 2.30 in the morning. And you just hear, like. Oh, and you God. hear them, like. Yeah. Morning, everybody. Morning, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, Who's that? Who is that? Who was that? It's my new character. <laughs> it's my new character. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. I can't get enough of. Um, this uh, Chris Rock getting smacked by uh, Will Smith. Oh, it's a very exciting day. I think Chris is supposed to do two shows today in Boston. Yeah. And they say the ticket prices have skyrocketed. Uh, so sick. Yeah, I'm sure he's thrilled about having to go out on a stage and deal with that. Like that's right. what his well, plan was. Diddy life. said it's all over. They're brothers. They've they've solved this issue hey they're not brothers obviously <laughs> what does that refer well, I've known to brothers to fight we've known yeah. brothers to fight. well what is that referring to is it a racial thing in other words hey they're both I brothers have no idea yeah i'm so. not getting into this stupidness that people have about some people get to act different than other people right exactly don't bullshit i was watching the jim carrey clips of the jim carrey uh interview with gail king yeah me too i was pretty obsessed with that and i was gail watching king was you know trying to defend will smith oh you know what it is it's this weird thing with network news where they are afraid to have an opinion or then they say stupid shit or maybe it's some of the Oprah influence where you try to be fair to everyone. It's all bullshit. You know, but that's why so much. We don't know what provoked this. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like. It's just dummy talk. But uh, thank God for Jim Carrey. I was watching him. He's such a bright guy. And he, yeah. you know, Gail King did ask him. I have a clip. She said, uh, Jim, what uh, do you make of this whole thing with Chris Rock and. Uh, Will Smith, and he just, you know, he, he, well, here's what he said. What did you think as you watched it unfold and then what happened after? I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. There was some question today about if anyone else had walked from the audience and done that, they would have been escorted out by security or maybe even arrested. The police asked, asked Chris if he been. had to file charges. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He just want the hassle. I, I'd have, I'd have uh, for, announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is, 
going to last a very long time. If you want to yell from the audience and disapprove or sh show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you, you know, you do not have the right to, to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. No, no, I agree. I, I think we all agree on that. I just thought, Jim, that it escalated to that. You know what I mean? That it escalated to that level. It didn't escalate. Mm -hmm. It came out of nowhere because Will has something going on inside him that's frustrated. And I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I don't, I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great mm -hmm. things. But that was have not a good moment. It, it was just a selfish moment that cast a pall over the whole thing. I mean, that's what it is. Cut out all the macho bullshit, you know, um, but oh, he was defending his wife or, hey, Chris Rock made jokes in the past. And, you know, fuck you. Come yeah, on. We don't know what was in Will Smith's head. First of all, you can say that, you know, all those things, but you don't know that's what Will Smith was thinking at that moment. And the truth is, if his wife was upset, shouldn't he be attending to his wife? And this idea that Chris Rock somehow behaved inappropriately is nuts. I mean, the guy went out, he's trying to entertain an audience. He didn't say anything bad about, uh, what's her name? Jada Pinkett Smith. It's just the whole affair is ugly. And, you know, I understand Jim Carrey's point about the $200 million lawsuit. You say, what do you, what do you mean? Chris Rock's got this, uh, if you've ever seen him perform, and uh, most people have, at least on TV, he's got a swagger. He's got a confidence. He's got, um, you know, um, hey, I'll say anything and fuck you attitude. And That's now he's right. the guy. He's, he's got to have that veneer, yeah, for his and career. Now, and now he's now he's the guy who got you know bitch slapped by uh, Will Smith. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna affect his comedy. It's gonna affect the audience the way they look at Chris Rock. And forever, when he comes on stage, you go, oh, yeah, he got bitch slapped, you know. And it's like, um, hey, you know, he just fucked up Chris Rock's career. Quite frankly, he fucked up Chris Rock's whole deal. And it's going to be in Chris Rock's head that the audience is looking at him. It just is a bunch of bullshit. And um, knowing Chris, how brilliant he is, we'll probably come up with some kind of material around it. But it's still going to suck. You know what it reminded me of? Because I watch a lot of superhero movies and revenge movies. Mm -hmm. And in these kind of movies, what happens is uh, it usually takes place in high school, like in Spider-Man, when um, Peter Parker gets bitten by a spider. So the way it goes in the movies is, the really nerdy kid, the skinny, frail kid, um, uh, gets picked on by the big, strong bully. Mm -hmm. And uh, Will Smith being the big, strong bully and Chris being the nerdy kid. Except um, the, when, the, when the big bully comes up to smack him, all of a sudden, he doesn't realize that, uh, that Chris Rock now has superpowers from, from being bit by a spider. And he can now beat up Will Smith. Now, if Chris Rock had taken his hand and choked out Will Smith... That would have been a great Hollywood uh, moment. That would have been a movie like Spider-Man. Unfortunately, it was more like real life. In high school, getting beaten up in front of the whole school and not one person comes forward and says to the bully, "This is you're doing something wrong. Instead, the, all those assholes in the high school stood up and applauded Will Smith and said, yeah, the bully's right. The bully's a good man. And, we're on the uh, bully's side, yes. Yeah, we're on the bully's side. <laughs> what else do you want to do, bully? This is the same what, thing that's happening over in Russia. What else do you want to do, bully? And what? Yeah, exactly. And what? And and then this Trump again was saying what a genius Putin is. When are you fuckers going to wake up? Vote for this asshole. Uh, Putin's a genius. And again, he asked Putin to help him find something on Hunter Biden. He's still with that. 
This is what's going on in our country. It's the same thing. That's uh, why I don't ever want to come out of uh, quarantine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> because Stay it's there. crazy out there. That's right. It's crazy out there and getting crazier. But that, but what Jim Carrey's referring to is that still picture of Chris, um, Chris uh, Rock being bitch slapped. I'll be around forever without context. You know, it's just going to be, hey, here's a guy getting bitch slapped by, by the fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, it was just outrageous. And then he issues a public apology. Like, oh, now it's over. It's gone. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be no, a better man. You're still there. Yeah. How are you going to erase that? More sickening, if you want to get even more nauseous, so O.J. weighed in on, on this oh, act no, of stop violence. It. Stop it. Come on, O.J. Well, O.J. <laughs> O.J. weighed in. Well, now uh, this will be the final word. <laughs> here's the other. I mean, this is why our country's gone insane. The world's gone insane. I mean, O.J., who, of course, has no impulse control whatsoever, is it, it, everything about this clip I'm about to play you is wrong because... <laughs> OJ is at, I think he's in Florida, but I can't be sure, but he's at some club having the time of his life. He's either on the golf course or he's in a club where, where girls are hanging out and, you know, he's, he's having Look fun. Out. So here he's in a club and you can hear the music pounding. And OJ thinks, well, this is a good opportunity to rub it in America's face. What fun he's having and comment on this latest controversy and he says a lot of people are asking me about it yeah they're asking you about it because they know you're a fucking maniac and it would be funny and hypocritical to hear you actually comment on an act of violence but anyway in this clip just to set it up for you because you can't see it uh, oj's dressed like he'd been golfing for the days in his golf outfit and uh, but he's at a club so he's having double fun he's He's well, just finished I, golfing. I think that's interesting that the golf outfit goes to the club too. There's no change. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't change. He got right. You know, golf, you don't sweat a lot, Robin. You can really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you can go right to the club. And here's OJ weighing in. What does he think of Chris Walk? Now, in my opinion, if, if OJ was being honest, he'd say, yeah, Will Smith's uh, the good guy in this because uh, right. anyone. He's on Will's side. That's right. But but he's OJ. But the question I've been getting is Will Smith and Chris Rock. Hey, look, it was unfortunate. I, I, I think Will was wrong. Uh, look, I understood the feeling. Now, uh, in my life, I've been through a lot of crap and I was raising two young kids and every comedian in the country had an OJ routine and don't think I wouldn't want to be slapped a couple of those guys, but you got to accept it's, it's humor and I didn't even think that was all that egregious. I thought it was a semi-unfunny joke, but I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I know this. After what happened to me in Las Vegas? If I would have done that in front of a billion people watching around the world, they would have given me life without. I'm just saying, hey, take care. I like he goes, after what happened to me in Las Vegas. No, no, forget Las Vegas. What happened to you I'm in L.A. with saying. your wife? That he forgot. Hey, it was, I'm I know just it was, saying. It was somewhat egregious. Egregious is what it is. It wasn't that egregious, but uh, it was semi-unfunny. I mean, uh, maybe had a few pops. Words he can't say. Uh, I love people I love who use big words. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. It wasn't that ingredients. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> ingredients, and it was semi unfunny. What does that mean? But uh, yeah, he would like to be slap a couple of comedians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but of course you must have impulse control. <laughs> <laughs> or so you could get some ingredients. <laughs> Gotta go. It's time to limbo. I understand losing your cool. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Uh, getting bitch slapped, though, is a I'm lot better saying. than getting knife slapped. Yeah, I think I'm, Nicole would have taken another saying. slap. Yeah. Yeah. Cues, yeah. not charts. I should have just slapped Nicole. <laughs> and we could have been done with yeah. the whole nasty business. Oh, my now, Will, God. Uh, from what I could tell, Will Smith almost took Chris Rock's head off. <laughs> and nobody wants to lose their head. Because that's the, all their ingredients. <laughs> you know, it was some ingredients. <laughs> Good thing Will Smith didn't have a butcher knife. I'm just saying, okay. Please stop following saying. OJ. Stop giving him a forum. Just let me follow him and I'll play it for you. How's that? Let me be let me be the only one following OJ. OJ. Kim Goldman, who is the um sister of uh Ron. Um Ron Goldman, who died at OJ's hand, she tweeted about OJ's post. A domestic violence abuser and a double murderer decides he should weigh in on public displays of violence. That is effing rich. Yeah, I mean, what do you do if you're Kim Goldman, but just sit there with your mouth open and express outrage while Stay nobody safe. does anything? Again, all those people at the club don't abandon the club when OJ walks in. They stay no. party with him. I just got <laughs> high-fived. <laughs> <laughs> the question everybody's asking me. Yeah. I got a bunch of, if you want some OJ updates, I could give them to you. I got them. The question everybody's you know. asking OJ is, who killed Nicole? Oh, I don't have an answer for that, but we're working <laughs> on it. Uh, I mean, the everything about the OJ Twitter feed is funny. You know, if it wasn't so tragic. I mean, uh, here, you want to hear this? Uh Let's see what's the best ones. During the Winter Olympics in uh, February, OJ tweeted a message for that skier who was criticized on social media for her bad performance, you know, disappointing performance. Right, OJ, right, right. OJ gave her advice on how to deal with negative people. I got oh, that one. Really? Yeah, I got that one. I got one. Um, I got I, OJ... Commenting on the U.S. trucker convoy. O.J. loves the nicknames Trump gives to people. And he feels uh, Trump should give one to Putin. He would like to see that. He likes when o when uh, Trump attacks people with uh, funny names. Mm -hmm. And then O.J. tackled the situation in Ukraine. And oh, he, he used a football. Affairs, huh? Yeah, he used a football analogy to explain how the United States should respond. Here, uh, let's oh, do that. Oh, I got to hear gonna, that. Yeah. Here's, o, here's OJ helping out with the Ukrainian situation. Hey, Twitter world is me, yours truly. <laughs> Twitter world, <laughs> you know, yours truly. It never says OJ. He's always yours truly. And at the end, he's yours truly. It's me, well, yours he, truly. He doesn't need a name. He's so famous. Yeah. 
It's me, yours truly, the foreign policy expert. It's me, yours OJ, truly. I'm, I'm not wearing my golf hat. I'm wearing a different hat today. Foreign policy expert. Secretary of Defense, <laughs> OJ. <laughs> well, I'm at the golf course. A beautiful day here in Las Vegas. Nice. <laughs> for a change, because it's been cold <laughs> lately. But uh, today, I'm watching TV before I left. You know, I scroll the channels. And uh, one of the big topics is... I squirrel the channels. He's you know, in I Vegas. I said it's either uh, Florida or Vegas. So he's yeah, in I Vegas. I spend my time between those two places. Uh, yeah, <laughs> life is good. Of course, I was supposed to give all my money to the Goldman family, but uh, there's ways to squall away your money. OJ has no shame. He should be hiding under a rock. Instead, he's tweeting and showing you the good life he's living. Yeah, telling you what the weather is. It's another beautiful day. Always a beautiful day. Uh, OJ. Right now, the debate is, should we send jets over there to help the Ukraine? Now, I was against it. At one point, I thought maybe that would uh, excite Putin to do something um, even more dastardly than he has done. But then I got to thinking, you know, hey, we're sending those, what, javelin missiles to take out his tanks? Uh, I mean, how much more <laughs> can we poke the bear? Um, uh, in football. And this may be a little simplistic, but in football, sometimes you have to play for field position. Try to keep the guys as far away from your end of the field uh, <laughs> or your goal line as possible. And yeah. I think that might apply here. Absolutely. I saw one of the networks, as I said, did a poll today, uh, this morning. 90% of the re respondents uh, were in. He sounds like he's wrestling those words. You know what I mean? They're not easily uh, uh, Yeah, flowing. they're winning, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I think his head isn't screwed on straight. favor of us sending jets over. Well, right now, so am I. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, take care, guys, and let's hope this crap ends soon. Yeah, so we get back to God. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you poke the bear. Uh, so it's like football. You got to sometimes uh, be aggressive. O.J. Simpson. Heisman Trophy winner and foreign policy expert. That's the yeah. nature of the beast. The sun always shines on the juice. We're Maybe here in Vegas. Decide him to do something more dastardly. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta poke the bear. You know, <laughs> reminds me, Nicole used to poke the bear. Uh, what happened? He 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 he. I tell you. Sorry, my head isn't screwed on right. I feel like Nicole today. Hey, he, 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 he. I think he I'm meant just, insight when he said excite. Sometimes you got to excite people. <laughs> sometimes you have to decapitate the bear. <laughs> no, the idea is you poke the bear and he decapitates you. If you're not smart, that's right, Robin. <laughs> well, who's laughing and then, now? And then the jury yeah. lets you out because I had uh, good lawyers. Wasn't the Kardashian dad the lawyer? He was the best friend who I think he couldn't. He is a lawyer, but I don't think he had a license. I don't know uh. what was going on there. <laughs> 
Follow me wherever I go. Ain't life great? Yeah. What's so funny? What's so funny? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> um. Yeah, OJ's on Twitter, and o the other OJ's on Twitter. Olivia Jade, she's back. She, um, Olivia Jade, the girl whose parents got her into college by taking a picture of her on a rowing machine and slipping a couple of bucks to somebody. She's back. She's feeling pretty comfortable after her stint on um, Dancing with the Stars. What's she talking to? What's she up to? Um, she she made a long video about a trip to Milan for Fashion Week. Oh, and in between, <laughs> like talking about the meals she was eating and showing off her room service order, she did uh, a, a little thing on the Ukraine. Well, that was Which nice was for nice. her to throw them in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she talked about the suffering of the Ukrainian people. Here's Olivia Jade. She's back in full force, though, because uh, she was, like, showing you how to sort out your bikinis and what drawers to put them in and sorting out her closet, how to do your makeup for the Milan Fashion Week. Minor speed I, bump that cheating to get in college. <laughs> minor, it's all over now. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's like when you tell everyone to go down to the capital and uh, turn over an election and you call the guy in Georgia and say, give me 11,000 votes. And then Congress investigates, nothing happens and everything just keeps going the way it goes. It's, it's America. Everything's falling apart here. The democracy is going to fade and we're going to have some sort of fucking weird autocrat running things. Yeah. A very fucking weird autocrat. And all these people who are voting for him, they think they're going to be his friends. Yeah. He doesn't oh. have friends. Right. You say one thing that he doesn't like, he'll cut off your head. He likes that idea. I'll cut off your head. <laughs> I always said Olivia J didn't need a college degree to succeed in life. She's cute. She's got a great body. And uh, she's got a huge following on social media. But uh, I watched this, you know, I, I'm an Olivia Jade fan and. She was so she's stressed has out. A great body, and that'll get her ahead in life. It, I know a lot working. of women with cute, great bodies, and they're not ahead of anything. She must she was have making, something. She was in high school making two million a year off of Instagram. Yeah, so she must. She didn't have need college. Something. It's oh, she's got something. Her, she's got more than looks, Howard. We're selling her short because well, yeah, look we, at how she's making this work. Now you're making my argument. I told you she had more than looks. <laughs> well, anyway, in this video, she is so fucking stressed out about how to organize her swimsuits. Like, I know that stress. I'm, I have three swimsuits and I'm never sure what shelf to put them on. I really am not. I, I really struggle with it because they it's an odd number. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, I want to be able to see all my swimsuits. Ah. Yeah. So here she is stressed out about organ. I'll get back to the Ukraine one, but this one was very, 
fascinating. She had boxes full of bikinis that she had to kind of organize. We are going to do a big closet clean organization whole thing together. I think for the clothing rack, it's going to be the last thing I do just because my clothes are all put away. It's just like a lot that I need to go through. But what I really want to do first is swimsuits. I don't know what's next. The bikinis are stressing me out. Want to see why? Distraught. Because <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But I also don't want to start pulling things out and making a huge mess until I like keep fixing certain things at a time. I feel a bit scary. Scary. Can I just get the swimsuits done with? I love it. Organizing bikinis is literally the most stressful thing a person can go through, evidently, because it, she was going. It must be the thing she spent the most time on, you know, like there's a lot of cuts and coming back and still talking about the swimsuits. Yeah, I heard her complaining that there's no swimsuit organization class at USC where she was going to college <laughs> briefly. In fact, the Ukrainian people, the Ukrainian people are holding a moment of silence for Olivia Jade and her bikini sorting. She was using words like scary, distraught and stressful. Yes. And uh, the people in Ukraine got upset about it, that she was going through those kinds of feelings. Well, they were starving. They right. took a moment. <laughs> yeah, there was a mom and daughter I saw praying for Olivia Jade's bikini closet clean out because um, they, they, while they were online waiting for water, fresh water. They... <laughs> hey, JD. By the way, the size of her closet is probably the size a room. of <laughs> an apartment. It's just, yeah. it's the, a Ukrainian would love to live in a, or, you know, someone of, uh, it's just big. It's very big. I'm, it's huge. It, it, what it was. Because I was watching it, it was like, like the size of a Manhattan apartment, like just the <laughs> closet. And and she's got like she does. She's got so many clothes. She's got like big clothing racks, like what a store has. Yeah. Was she at home uh, or was she in? Or she's know. back from I Milan could, or something. Looked oh, like yeah. she, she, was she was home. She was no. Home. She was home. She was home. Yeah. This was okay. her home closet, Robin. You would understand if she was in a hotel having to sort bikinis. That I yeah. get. Right. Uh, that but would be home? stressful. <laughs> yeah. She had like boxes full of bikinis. Like she, she almost has an entire wing dedicated to bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole section of her closet that's just yeah. bikinis. Yes. Yeah. Well, this now. is my bikini wing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear her thoughts on Ukraine? Uh, absolutely. After all that, I have to hear what she thinks of that situation. Yeah, well, uh, you know, just keep in mind that this was in the middle of she's in a hotel because she's in Milan for Fashion Week and getting her makeup done and then showing off the room service order because she was having her green juice. Right? J.D., I remember on the tray was green. She said they made her celery juice perfectly. <laughs> and <laughs> and and that special coffee drink she has, too. She drank lots of coffee. Yeah. They got coffee. And yeah. eggs and bacon. Yeah. But it didn't seem like she was eating the eggs and bacon. She spent, she spent more time with the celery juice, right? Yeah, she didn't. They You don't see her actually eating the eggs and bacon, at least not yeah. in that video. I don't, I don't think. But uh, You know what I think? I think the eggs and bacon were to make her relatable to the heavier chicks who watch her channel. 
and to show that she eats, but she doesn't eat. I think it's I mean, to hide the bulimia. Let's get serious. Yeah. <laughs> it was either yeah. that or just the only meal she ate that day. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. She hasn't shit in a month. <laughs> anyway, so in between the, the celery drink and trays of food and the uh, make up for the Milan fashion thing. She did. She did bother to mention the Ukraine, which I was glad to see. My food came: bread, berries, avocado, and I got more coffee. Even though I've had like a million cups, but do I care? No. I do care. I I care how many cups she drank. I was upset that I didn't know the exact amount. <laughs> I'm, I'm oddly fascinated. Avocado, <laughs> blueberries. You know what the bill must be on that fucking room service? Oh my I'm god. Talking- Dude, I was wa- I was watching it, and there she's making. It's her and her friend too, Stassi, whatever her name is. Stassi. Uh, they're making, yeah, Stassi. They're making several orders on room service. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's all they do is order room you, service. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking they ain't paying for it. I think they were invited oh, to the Milan fashion shows, and they're just running up the tab because it's on <laughs> someone else's dime. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think her her parents are done paying for her. Anyway, let's get back to the comments on Ukraine. Everyone's hanging on every word. Well, this is fashion week and jet lag, baby. So most of you know I was on Dancing with the Stars. Val, who's my partner on Dancing with the Stars, is from Ukraine. I just can't stop, like, thinking about what these families in Ukraine are going through and, like, (laughs) the fear and the terror that they must feel right now and the fact that there are so many innocent people dying and fighting for their lives (laughs) and fighting for their families. It just puts into perspective, like, what we complain about. How about the families of kids who couldn't get into USC because you took up space? I saw the saddest video of this little girl um, having to say goodbye to her dad today. As the mom and her were like fleeing, the dad was staying behind to protect Ukraine. You should have fleed your mom and dad. You'd still be making two million a year off that Instagram. And help fight. And this little girl's just hugging her dad and they're sobbing. And I, I mean, she's like. I felt so bad for that little girl in Ukraine. Her closet was so small and then it got <laughs> bombed and her bikinis were all out of order. Five years old. And I ordered, I don't know, two pots of coffee, drink them all, Same. and I'm going to have another. Oh, we're back to, all right, enough with the Ukraine. Let's get back to the pots of coffee, because that's back all I glam. care about. Yeah, I'm yeah, so back to upset. Glam. Now another pot of coffee, please. The only way I can describe the stress the Ukrainian people are going through, it's bikini sorting level stress right now. <laughs> In fact, I want to make an announcement right now on my Instagram to all my fans. I'm sending bikinis to Ukraine, if you guys could donate. Let's get more bikinis into Ukraine. <laughs> I would just want to say this girl lost all of her bikinis. <clears throat> this girl lost not only her bikinis, but her entire closet was blown up. <laughs> and um, and I just want to say how heartbroken I am for the Ukrainian people. Uh, could you um, excuse me? Could you pass me a mojito? I know it's early <laughs> in the morning, but <laughs> the coffee got me jacked up and I need something to calm me down. <laughs> Oh, we're so fucked up, our whole world. <laughs> you know, just so fucked up. I would bet. I mean, have you, did her follow, followers drop off or does she have the same amount? Well, you know? uh, no, she still has 1.82 million subscribers. Yeah, yeah I got to so. admit, I'm still okay, subscribing. Subscribers. Okay. Yeah, we're subscribers. <laughs> On you YouTube, cover? you subscribe. I, I didn't ever did. I'm still subscribed. She's definitely showing off <laughs> her flat stomach a lot uh, yeah. in recent videos. Tight. Yeah, there was a lot of outfit changes, and most of the outfits had belly and titty. <laughs> That's what keeps me tuned in. 
I'm just thinking that she's probably back to her old payroll. You know, I'm figuring mm-hmm. that it's all over now and everybody's subscribed and she's still I don't getting know. everything she used to get. I'll give you a glimmer of hope because I'm, I don't what? think she has the sponsors that she used to have. I think still some of corporate America is uh, a little leery of getting into the Olivia Jade business. So she's back to, you know, building sure back yet. up. <laughs> She did have a message for the girls of Ukraine that she will be doing a, her next video will be on. Um, she said a lot of the kids over there can't wear bikinis because of all the wounds on their bodies. And she's going to use cover up. She's going to endorse a, cover, a good solid cover up so they can get back to wearing bikinis. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> Feel free to laugh. <laughs> but she might hear it and go, you know, that's a good idea. Moral of the story is hot people don't get canceled. They just don't. I mean, you know, even that um the one who was being branded a mean girl, the the one married to John Legend, the one with, you know. Oh, Chrissy Teigen? Who, who oh, shouldn't be well, making fun her. of anyone cuz you know, she ain't exactly uh she ain't exactly that beautiful. So, you know, but she was making fun I I don't know what well, it was, but in she your was making eyes, fun. John Legend married her. I'm sure he thinks yeah. she's fantastic. I guess. I don't know if he does anymore. He probably just thinks, oh, it'd be more a hassle to get rid of her. But, um, <laughs> he, uh, but, but she's hot. So I guess everyone forgave her too. She's back on, I saw her on the Tonight Show and various other shows and she's all back in business. Yeah. For some reason, but, her name um, is eluding me. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Teigen, I'm just saying yeah. when you're hot, the world is more forgiving. I'm more forgiving. Oh, I yeah. still follow Olivia Jade. I'm okay with it. I want to see you. Well, then you're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. (laughs) I'm admitting it. I'm a problem. I'm a big problem. You know what got me? I guess back in February, Olivia vowed to post a new video once a week, every Monday. So, you know, I I just wait for the new videos to come out. Yeah. uh, I'm still waiting for this week's (laughs) vlog. Hasn't posted yet. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Why the delay? I I don't don't know. She she promised. She's not a girl who keeps her word because she says every Monday we haven't gotten a new video this Monday. Well, last, right? last week, last week it didn't come out till Tuesday, and now Why? it's Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. You got to investigate that. I. She I, said I, that she would have a new video every Monday. I know. Yeah. And now, now we're up to Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. So people are relying. Are you on two the bikini. only two complaining? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the other subscribers are thinking. (laughs) (laughs) The people of Ukraine need something to look forward to. They want to know how to heal their wounds so they can wear bikinis again. Like I'm, I'm, I, I, she had to have went to some sort of Oscar party or something. And that's what I'm assuming. But I think, I think she probably, yeah, I think what she's doing is putting together a blockbuster for this week. Hmm. Uh, well, one thing we know, she's not busy with schoolwork. I think we've given up on that notion. <laughs> <laughs> As she's getting a private tutor. I do have another video of her watering her plants. She was very, uh, for some reason, I didn't like this one so much. Why is she doing a whole video on watering her it's, plants? It's not even just like a whole video, but it is just, it's a part of almost every video. And every, yeah. it's either she's watering her plants and making coffee and there's shots of, the coffee maker <laughs> it's just like it's brewing her coffee and then it's a close-up of the plant and it's her pouring water into the plant and there's several shots of just the plant and there's it's 
In multiple videos that she does this. I don't know what. Do you see the one where she was in the hotel room? She's in her bed and it's like beautiful. Like you could tell she has really expensive sheets and, and, and towels and blankets. And, and then she's journaling in bed. I was trying to see and, and she's journaling and she's, um, she, before she even gets out of bed, she journals and she's drinking her coffee. Yep. That girl's having fucking fun. I mean, yep. why go to college if you're that fucking, you know, set up? I went to college because I had well, no she setup. Said she didn't want to go. It was somebody else's idea. Well, that's why I think I can rationalize still being a subscriber of hers because I feel her <laughs> parents pushed her into college. She was like, fuck college. I, I got a whole situation. People are watching me fucking water my plants and paying me $2 million a year. <laughs> why don't I need that? <laughs> that's how you know you're hot. If you're watering your plants and 2 million people want to see you do it. Then yep. you know you're got, then you're onto something. Like I'm like, yeah, do whatever you want as long as we can see you, and try not to wear pants while you're doing it. If you don't mind. <laughs> you two old pervs are the only guys your age on there. I'm sure. You know, when she was in college for like ten minutes before she got busted, I watched a whole video of her decorating her college dorm room. Oh yeah, remember that one? That was oh, a good yeah. one, and. And she got every fucking thing for free. These are all our sponsors. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. And oh, I was yeah. like, wow, look how tricked out her college dorm room was. God, when I was rooming with Dr. Lou, it was like, I just had a, a, a one poster of a waterfall on the wall. I didn't even have. <laughs> Looked like I don't you even were in had, prison. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like a prison cell. And I didn't even, like, and like she made up her bed. It looked so unbelievable. Like we had like a, a fold out cot. We took turns sleeping on. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Where the hell was my tricked out dorm room? <laughs> didn't even occur. Who had any money? I mean, I don't even think I had like supplies. Like I didn't have pens and books. <laughs> I remember borrowing. Like, hey, can I borrow your pen? It's like I'm taking a note here. <laughs> maybe pass the class. <laughs> I had a roommate like Olivia Jade, and her mom came in. You know, I'd gotten there first, and I'd taken my little whatever it was and put it on the bed and tried to make my bed and yeah. set myself up. And this girl and her mom came in, and the mom starts taking out all this stuff to decorate <laughs> her side of the room. Yes. And then she turned to me, and she yeah. said, I have a a bedspread for you too, <laughs> and she redid my because her daughter would be living there. She redid my side of the room. Nice, <laughs> darling. You need a brand new duvet. Your side looks horrible. <laughs> Here's Olivia decorating her dorm room. This is a blast from the past, but it's worth replaying. Today, Amazon is coming to shoot some of my room because they hooked me up. It's our fucking dorm room. Amazon's coming to shoot it. With, like, basically okay. everything in my dorm. I mean, this isn't great, but we have a nice... Olivia was doing college like Rodney Dangerfield did in Back to School. Like, it was, like, crazy. Like, you know, she she had, like, a decorator moving in with her. Amazon was coming. This carpet from Amazon. And I just have this little lamp from Amazon. I got this marble thing to cover this bulletin board that they had um, hanging in our room that you can't take out. So I just got that off of Amazon. Blanket, comforter, pillows, all from Amazon. When you come over here past my bed, a speaker... 
OJ lamp that's again all from Amazon and then these brush containers Amazon <laughs> of course this sounds sponsored I swear it's not they just really helped me decorate my dorm no yeah that's I think not uh, sponsored they just helped me <laughs> yeah they just gave me a bunch of free stuff but that's not sponsorship <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, there was one scene where she goes, excuse me, uh, Amazon, can you put the wet bar over there? It'll, it'll squeeze nicely into the corner. These dorm rooms are so disgustingly small. There's no room for a wet bar. Yeah. How's, where's her bikinis yeah. in that yeah. dorm room? Excuse me. There's no room. Excuse me. I'm going to need a, a separate room for my bikinis. <laughs> I wouldn't normally use this cheap shit, but it's free from Amazon. So, you know. <laughs> right, Nick? Yeah. Put... Put the new bed right next to the sushi bar from Amazon. <laughs> I think the bulletin board is ruining the vibe here. It looks a little too academic. Get rid of it. Yeah, she's like, I can't get this off the wall. <laughs> all these other losers, all they can afford is ramen noodles. I'm having a full Japanese spread from Nobu tonight because it's sponsored. <laughs> I'm not digging college that much. There's actually no butler. They want me to make my own carrot juice. <laughs> <laughs> fucking unbelievable yeah the massage table can go by the window if it does that fold up good yeah we we need to economize it's a small room it's a tight squeeze i think i have to move my roommate out of here i don't even think she had a roommate from what i can remember i think she yeah, had I don't a, recall a roommate she there. did she did have a she roommate did? uh did she? yeah uh, yeah you might be right <laughs> well, did she decorate her side of the room too? <laughs> I can't. Well, I what they did was, I, I know on her side of the room they had a caviar station right next to the champagne <laughs> bar, but that's all I can remember. <laughs> Everything in uh, Olivia Jade's world was um, like her go-to adjective was like uh, cute. Everything was cute. She's cute. The room's cute. Everything's cute. The longer skirt, cute. We have this little mini skirt. Cute. I love these glasses too. A company sent me them called Lou Goldie. So cute. I believe this is a Everything's like cute. She's cute. doing I don't know. Paris cute. Hilton thing. Remember what what was Paris Hilton's word? That's hot. Hot. That's hot. Yeah. Hot. That's hot. She was starting her own thing or too. She also said huge. <laughs> that was a huge. <laughs> I don't know why people go to college here. I've called down to room service twice and I haven't gotten a response. <laughs> is there anything she doesn't think is cute? I don't think so. Not that I heard. And I'm pretty astute. I mean, I watch that thing closely. You know who's not cute? Putin. But President Zelensky? <laughs> cute. <laughs> the world is divided into cute and not cute. But, uh, yeah, I'm still subscribing. I'm still subscribing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm part of the you problem. You keep it up, and the, the sponsors will come back. I know it. Well, hey, I good. know, but I can't tear myself away. I'm sorry, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a weak man. You're the reason for this. Uh, I never, I'm not saying I'm cured for my psychotherapy. I still have a long <laughs> way to go. <laughs> you know what wasn't cute? Mom's prison outfit when she was in the jail. <laughs> So what's her new thing? She's in charge of like everything, like spreading peace and love or what? what is the state mission statement? Of Ukraine or? No, just like the, I think she says her new, I read it somewhere. She said her, her vlog now, her video log is oh God. spreading joy 
without harm or she's got like a mission statement and I'm, you know, I'm digging it. She's I haven't like seen that, but I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. For us, she's doing it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, she doesn't seem to leave the house a lot. <laughs> so I don't know what. Why would you? She does. Look at that. Look at that spread she's got going on there. She's got all, she's all tricked out. Very true. What do you think Here is in is. that journal? She gets up and she writes before she gets out of bed. I was actually, it's funny you say that. I was a little bit disappointed. Like, it's so beautiful. She's got this gorgeous white duvet, like the one you had in college from that mom. Uh, she's got a beautiful bedroom. It's like almost like heaven. It's like soft and fluffy. And she's yes. kind of like still in her yeah. panties and a little bit dopey and sleepy. And she's got like a little like refreshment in the bed. And big then curtains. she's got big curtains, white curtains. And then she's got the, like a, her journal. She goes, this is my journal. And I just write my things out that bother me. And I do that right away. And But she didn't show us what was in the journal. And I think she should have. That was a major faux pas. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia Jade uh, told the New York Post, here it is. I knew I was right. For my main brand, I wanted it to be about kindness. Uh-oh. And that's something I'm super passionate about. Leading with kindness and doing things with that in mind. Hmm. I'm just thinking about the other kids who didn't get into college. I'm thinking kind. about what does bikini organization have to do with kindness? <laughs> Well, it helps people. You're wrong because, you know, it, funny you say that. If you have that many bikinis and it's clogging up your whole closet situation, it can be rather <laughs> perplexing trying to organize. I thought maybe she was going to advocate some minimalism and throw out some of those bikinis, but she kept every one of them. Right, right, J.D.? Yeah. That's what I oh, observed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she she just got a bunch of things at Target and, uh, yeah. you know, bins or whatever and, the you know, separated the bikinis from in there. Did you understand how she was separating the bikinis? Like, I didn't really no, understand that. I don't think there was any. It's very quick. In 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 one video, she even like drew drew out a whole like floor plan of her closet and stuff. It says, you yeah. know, I'll put this here, I'll put that there. Because uh, yeah, I was a little bored during that. I was bored when she was drawing out the floor plans for where the bikinis were going to go in the closet. I I got to admit, I kind of zoned during that part. I was like, that's a little too much. Well, she and, didn't want to. And 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 then I was hoping at the end of that, like she would show off some bikinis and get into them, you know, or maybe try on the bikinis to see if any could be thrown out. But she yes. didn't do any of that. That yeah, was a little no. disappointing. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. She was a very she was very obsessed about this new vanity coming, uh, and she didn't yeah. want to she didn't want to throw anything out because it could possibly go into vanity or whatever. And it was a whole thing that was oh. that was a big stress. Yeah, and also I think she doesn't show her journal because she's afraid for people to see how vapid it is. It's like, you know, dear journal, how should I separate my... No, it's like this. Dear journal, how should I separate my bikinis? This is the hardest thing I've ever done. This is worse when I was in the news for lying about college. P.S. Ugly people creep me out. Ugly people are not cute. <laughs> Definitely not. You know who is cute? Val from the Ukraine. <laughs> Dear Journal, why does my head echo every time I have a thought? There's, I suspect there's a lot of emptiness here in my head. <laughs> Dear Journal, I have to admit, I like free stuff from Amazon better than the free shit from Target. 
<laughs> I can't say that, but I can write it here. May God help me if anyone finds this journal. That's why she can't read it out loud. She depend all of her sponsors. <laughs> Dear journal, do I put my striped bikinis with my polka dot bikinis, or do I separate them? I need to solve this problem immediately. I just want to make the world more cute. <laughs> and finally, journal, we need to find, and God forbid anyone find this thought in my journal, we need to find a solution for ugly people. <laughs> a final solution. <laughs> Dear journal, Jeff Bezos is not cute, but the free stuff he sent me is very cute. <laughs> Dear journal, do you believe people actually pay to go to college? I am one lucky gal. <laughs> yeah, she can't show that on. Uh, she can't show that journal on uh, on the See, vlog. That's the real deal. That yeah. would get me to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you might actually have to. You break down and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, the only note I'd give her is she's got to do modeling of bikinis. If she's going to talk bikinis for twenty five minutes to an hour. Nobody wants to watch them just get hung up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dear Journal, people who wear glasses are gross, unless they're like sunglasses on a yacht. <laughs> Dear Journal, although I feel bad for the Ukrainian refugees, I have to admit their dirty clothing looks kind of gross. I can't stand that they don't have any bikinis. Yeah, I, I felt kind of shallow watching her organize bikinis for a long time. And you tell me you're so busy. <laughs> well, I was doing other things. I was organizing for my parents. It's well, work. It's work, Robin. Sure. Yeah, thank you, J.D. That was work. <laughs> I had to make sure. Look how many minutes we're getting out of this. My Dear Journal... Yeah, go ahead. Why? Oh, my, I was, she watched, you know, my wife saw me watching the Olivia Jade videos and start rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her that's how you make the big bucks. I did. That's what I did. Yeah. I said, this is work. That is state you live in, uh, you know, is paid for, for through hard work, like looking yep. at Olivia Jade. Where does she think all yep. that stuff comes yep. from? You don't have a sponsor. <laughs> Where does her glamorous lifestyle come from? <laughs> Dear Journal. Full house sucks, but I can't tell my mom that. She'd be really hurt. <laughs> I wonder if she ever blew John Stamos. Hmm. Dear Journal, President Zelensky is cute, but he could lose a few pounds if we're going to be honest. And I wish he'd speak in English. Who could understand all that gibberish? Dear Journal, I'd only admit this to you, but what is a Ukraine anyway? <laughs> God, those people are poor. I wonder if they have souls. I don't think they'll ascend to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, JD, I'm looking over your background over there and your on your Zoom feed, and I'm thinking you could do some free stuff from Amazon if they're listening. Yeah, Amazon, look oh. at this room and send JD stuff. <laughs> I think we all could use some stuff from Amazon. <laughs> I was uh Anyway, 
So, uh, yeah, I never played you Olivia Jade uh, watering her plants, but maybe we had enough. I mean, how could that be interesting? She's watering a plant. I know, and yet it's kind of working for her. (laughs) Here's uh, here's some, she waters her plants in every video, actually. I can tell you that. I have a little montage. That's a staple, huh? Well, every video seems to be, be like her daily life or, you know. Day in yeah. the life of Olivia. That's all her videos. So she yeah, watches I like when she, uh, and she And she does them in fast forward type speed. So, you know, then you see her watering her plants. Montage. Well, that's that. Now I'm going to make a coffee, water my plants. The whole, the whole nine. The whole nine. That's, imagine that's Did your you? whole nine. God, when I was her age, my whole nine was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to water my plants. no. Maybe I'll skip watering the plants because I have zero dollars in the bank and I got to go make some money. But she's going to kill those plants. She's over watering. I can even water my water. Yeah, I'm going to water my plants and and thank God that I'm still hot. It's going to be a wonderful day. Okay, well, that was easy. I need to water my plants. That's very important. Before anybody questions me, I don't normally use a Brita or filtered water to water my plants, but I realized the big pitcher I use to water them is in my dishwasher that's on, so we're going to use this. That's all. Poor guy who... I don't think uh, these plants get filtered water every day. Poor guy who uh, put out that guitar song that you hear in the background he, he probably never knew that it was basically going to end up as a background for olivia jade <laughs> yeah you know does she pick probably, her own music yeah well the guy probably studied at juilliard for like 20 years and finally became an accomplished guitarist put out got a deal with a record company and now he's the background for olivia jade watering her plants fucking awesome <laughs> I take care of these plants if anybody is good with plants let me know how i take care of them i'm watching oh, you she to got find them out. and now she wants to know how to take care of them yeah <laughs> then why don't you learn how to take care of plants in college when you're at usc you're busy on that yacht dear journal wouldn't plants prefer carrot juice now that i'm thinking about it maybe the, i'll i'll start with that it's celery juice she likes Yes. All right. Celery juice. Celery. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our world. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of time these days for Olivia Jade videos. I really am busy with the parents of mine every minute. <laughs> I should and I don't. And I don't get a uh, hope. I need you to step in and take care of my parents. Uh, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. If you have any If I decency, could get out of this house, I would help you, but... No. I can't. You told you me do I it. can't. No, you could do it from your house. I do it from my house. I'm on the phone with people all day, managing their affairs. I'm but then like, you're uh, such a control freak. You'd have me calling you every time I got no. a call. I'm ready. You, I'm ready you're for ready you to, to take let over. go. I'm ready to let go. <laughs> Whatever you do, if if they don't make it, they don't make it. You, you pull up. You 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 make all the decisions. Oh my god. I'm on. I was talking to one doctor. You know, my dad's acting real wacky. Because my mom was in the hospital, so he kind of freaked out, which, you know, was not easy. 
And he didn't want to be left alone and all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? My father don't want to be left alone. He was never like this. It's, you know, it's this old age really just screws with your whole demeanor. Well, you never know where people's security comes from. That yep. bond with your mother was his security blanket. I got to be honest. Um, what? I didn't even think he liked my mother. <laughs> I know he doesn't well, like I me. I didn't think my father liked my mother either. But he yeah. was clinging to her at the end of his life. Yeah. It's the same with my dad. Don't leave me. <laughs> then my mom came home from the hospital and he's like, he goes, oh, he sees her, right? He goes, how do you do? How do you do? Yeah, how do you do? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> now he's a big shot again. How do you do? Uh, and he was like, no, he said, oh, my wife. I'm so happy. It was, it was oh. actually kind of sweet. It was sweet. And my mom, my mom was carrying on. You know, she's over the top. I never, I never thought I'd see you. You know, it's it's like a oh, whole she thing, said that you know? to him that I'd never yeah, thought yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, see. Yeah. It was a whole reunion. Wow. And he's sitting and eating his bagel. Yeah, he was having his lunch. I'm like, I bet you the old man's going to keep eating when she walks in. But no, he put his bagel down. That was really unusual. That's big. <laughs> I'll get to you in a minute. I got to finish my, he's very OCD, you know, so the fact that he put down his bagel kind of indicated to me, he actually has real feelings for my mother. She's important to him. I'm having my lunch. Good. You could make dinner. You're here in time. <laughs> <laughs> Wheeling her around. Right, I got all these days, but he was off the wall. And then uh, they were going to put him on some medication. And the doctors, you know, say to me, do you, do we, do you have, do we have permission to put him on the medication? And I go, yeah, I said, put him on anything that'll fucking help him. Put him on heroin. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you guys know this shit. I don't know it. And then the doc says to me, well, I have to tell you, there are always, um, possible side effects. I go like, what, what, what could be, uh, what's the side effect? I mean, he's 98. He goes, it is possible that he could get, an erection that will not go away and we'd have to go. Oh to my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I go, who cares if it makes him happy? I go, my mother will deal with it when she comes home from the hospital. And then, oh you know, the doctor God. didn't think that was funny when I said that, but no, he slapped me. No, he, um, no, I said, you know what? If my mom can handle that. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, it's very serious. You know, if, they, if they, it's like a 1% chance. I go, you know what? I'll roll the dice on that. It'd be kind of funny to see my old man walking around with a big boner. Wheel him in. Oh, my uh, goodness. Somebody blow me. It's an emergency. <laughs> Why did you say, I got a boner and it won't go away? Imagine my father dies by boner. Uh the indignity of it all. Oh, my God. Scott, we have a guy here with a boner. All the blood is rushing to his penis. Help! Help! I go, really? I go, you know, I'll roll the dice on that one. <laughs> Did he start the medication or was this a new thing? Actually, he uh, he never actually ended up on it. He sort of calmed down and we didn't need to use it, thank God. Oh, good. I don't like, you know, I don't like making all these decisions. Oh, my God. How Told them to give me boner. <laughs> give me boner medicine. Hey, <laughs> manipulate my penis. Holy. 
I'm not, but I told you I'm celibate now. I'm too old to play with your penis. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Like, they can't cure cancer yet, but we have this amazing medical technology that can give a hundred year old man a hard dick. Even if you don't want it. <laughs> it's like we gave this medication to him for another reason, but it comes with a boner. It's like a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hey, I boner. have to get a, I have to get a girlfriend quick. <laughs> Doc, what do I do? My father has the boner. I'm prescribing him two hand jobs a day immediately. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, and then there was some other medication that had some other. They all, all the medications. No, all are the great. medications have side effects. They all have something, you know, so you got to yeah. weigh it out. And I was like, you know what? He's 98. Let's roll the dice. What's the worst thing that happens? He has a boner. He goes, no, it's very painful. You know, have, you have a boner. No matter what you do, the boner won't go away. I'm like, oh, I hear you. I've had that. Most of college, I had that. <laughs> <laughs> a boner that wouldn't go away. <laughs> Nobody would help. <laughs> Excuse me, can you help me with my boner? Nowadays, you can't say stuff like that. You couldn't say can't it then. <laughs> Excuse me, can you help me with my boner? Anybody here in class? <laughs> Oh, I need to help with all my boners. And I had a lot of them, a lot of unrequited boners. Now, is your mom up and around? Is she, or mm, you know, she she's much better. She went to the hospital. And I got to say, God bless the hospital because uh, I called the doctor. I thanked him profusely because she was eating. She was uh, she's, she's in a wheelchair, but she's she's capable of walking. She just likes okay. to, you know, she likes to be wheeled around. Now it's more fun. <laughs> Quite frankly, after the two of them, I like to be wheeled around myself. <laughs> <laughs> two of them are gonna I'm telling you, I'm gonna die before them. Oh I'm telling no. you. They're gonna kill me. It's killing me. I did unwind uh I didn't know there was a Joey King movie called uh what the the in between. All of What's a sudden that? I found it. Uh Joey King falls in love with a guy and uh he dies and um he goes it's like ghost. Oh, he's and, a uh, ghost now. He's a ghost, and he has to get in touch with her, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. It's the worst movie that I love so much. <laughs> I love it. I love Joey King. She's your favorite actress. Kind of. She knows how to pick good movies. Kind of movies I like. Romance. And uh, Joey King uh, finally finds love, and the fucking guy dies, and then he's a ghost. And she wants to, she needs to see him again. Like in, like with Demi well, Moore and Patrick Swayze. that sounds like Swayze. a downer to me. No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I need a Joey King movie every weekend. <laughs> Get to work, girl. And Olivia Jade uh, videos. Could yeah. you have Olivia Jade? Oh, she's never going to take care of your parents. That's, uh, no. forget it. No, 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 no. <laughs> that girl, that girl ain't looking to take care of anyone but her plants. Uh, anyway, let me take a break here. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly will be with us a little bit later in the show. Check in with him, see what's doing. Guy, he put out a new album. It's really good. I think that kid's got a lot of talent. And um, I understand. I, you know, last time he was on, I called him Machine. 
and because I assumed that was his name, Machine Gun well, Kelly. Well, that's what he calls himself. What are you? Are you supposed to do the whole thing, Machine Gun Kelly? No, <laughs> you're supposed to call him Colson. That's Coulson. his real name. Yeah, but I didn't know that, and I was I wasn't being um, an asshole. I called him um, Machine, and evidently he told Jason or one of the guys. There's only two people on the planet allowed to call him Machine. Me and uh, some other rapper dude. Oh, uh, so well, you're I feel kind of honored. Yeah. So, but I feel like that that guy's working really hard. He's putting out albums that are good. He's rocking. Uh, I like the whole thing. He's an artist. He's an artist. He's That's good. What and artists the, do? The new album's good. Mainstream sellout. You got a couple of songs on there that are real tear jerkers. Really. He's feeling things? Oh, this guy feels everything. Listen, he had a fucked up childhood. Horrible childhood, yeah. if you remember. The guy was uh, horrible. His parents were like Christian missionaries. And I hear that, I go, oh, well, they must be really compassionate people. Meanwhile, he's nine years old. His mom splits, runs off with another dude. He doesn't even see her. Uh, talk about bullshit. And then um, he's got to live with his dad, who was no picnic. And, you know, he's kind of had to struggle and make it on his own. And. Listen, he's carved out a nice career. Seems like a decent dude. And I like his music. He's rocking. You don't see anybody rocking anymore. Except the Foo Fighters. Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters. Uh, you know, Green Day, they're rocking. Metallica, yes, of course. Still the, you know, it's the same yeah, people same rocking. Guys. Yeah, but yeah, Machine so. Gun Kelly is a new man on the scene, yeah. which is nice. But you should call him Kells. That's what his band calls him. All right. And um, I, I'm allowed to call him Machine. And uh, and what did I say the last time this guy was on? I said to him, number one, you're going to ask uh, Megan Fox to marry you. Sure enough, uh, they're engaged now. Uh, okay. Wow. You act you know, like they... uh, you're Gene Dixon. <laughs> well, hey, I was. Listen, come on. I was right. He proposed. Who couldn't and, uh, see that coming? <laughs> well, come on. Give me some credit. <laughs> okay. What else is going to happen in the future? Howard? A lot of, but they are very intense couple. Like they exchanged, but they drank each other's blood when he uh, proposed. And, What's uh, that all about? And I also predicted that Pete Davidson was going to be their best man. And we'll see. I don't know, but they're, they're, they're bros. Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly are best friends. And I want to ask him about that because I really don't have, like, best friend, dude, best friends. Like, how does that whole thing develop and how do you get close? I'd like to learn about that. I think that's good. I wonder if Machine has ever seen. You had a best this. friend. Lou was your best friend. Yeah, but then, like, I don't, but we don't take road trips together. And you know what I mean? We're both, like, mm. married dudes. You know, we call each other on the phone occasionally you know once or once once or twice a month or three times a month maybe but you know these guys do a lot of shit together and then their girlfriends are together because because uh you know once one's a kardashian and machine guns tied up with uh, it's a whole fucking thing i'll get to it have they double dated is that what you're saying i don't know because yeah, I, I mean know. you know you got yay running around you never know when he'll show up on the yeah. date could be dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. In my head, having a best friend sounds like a lot of work. And I'm not looking for more work. I got enough work. If, it, if it feels like work, then don't do it. It should be right. easy.
Yeah, just feels like work. I know my parents are enough work. I mean, it's like having two toddlers. I got <laughs> each of them has their own nanny. Honestly, it's like fucking. It's, it's expensive and it's fucking time consuming and there's a lot, you know. Crazy. Anyway. I mean, that's my best friend. She's right here in the house. It's convenient. Uh, I like her. Now, that's a well, best but, you friend. You know, that's one way to deal with life is to have one person who's everything. Or you could have a lot of people. No. And my best friend gives me sex. Well, you mean he has a best friend who does that, but he also has a guy no. best friend. That's too much. <laughs> you're going to be close to me. You're giving me sex. <laughs> I was working on Jimmy Kimmel being my best friend, and then he started pushing me to go to Italy, and it became too Jimbo much work. Kimmel. So we're just friends. Yeah, the, this best yeah. friend was making demands on you. Yeah, yeah, too many demands. <laughs> Come on, we got to go to Italy with our wives. And I'm like, mm, okay, I guess. Why? It was Africa, Italy. He's going to get you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Jimmy recently, and he said to me, uh, "We got as soon as uh, you're you're comfortable, we're going to Italy." <laughs> he and did. I, go, well, uh, I said, "How long you know me? When have I ever been comfortable?" <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, I guess I should take a break. All right, Robin. Uh, let me tell you this. This is important. Uh, Nutrisystem for men. Oh, yes. Nutrisystem wants you to know they provide a simple way for guys to lose weight, build strength, boost energy, and burn fat. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash 100 right now and get their new online MyFitPlus fitness package free. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details. Everybody knows Jason's story. God, 80 pounds. Yeah. We were talking to him yesterday about it. That was a good Batman with Tim Burton and... Uh, Tim Burton was the director. Jack Nicholson was the Joker. They had all that Prince music. Remember, um, the Joker comes running in onto this song. He's doing this whole dance and everything. That was good. Good old Prince. Can't believe he's gone. No more Prince. That's it. Done. It's over, Rob. Are you reading my mind? I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah, it's over. He's not here no anymore. more. That is a real shame. So on the Batman movie, they originally asked Danny Elfman to be uh, doing the Batman soundtrack, but he wouldn't do it because after they told him Prince would be his collaborator. Danny Elfman respected Prince, but he felt like a composer and a rock star working together on a film score would not be a harmonious situation. You know, musicians. What the fuck do I know? Or Prince, too. You know, you didn't know what happened. Prince was taking Vicodin to manage his pain, but unknowingly he had taken counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl. That's why he died. He overdosed. At uh, Paisley Park, 2016. So I'm going to do some quick math and tell you how long Prince has been gone. If you want to, I'm sure people are curious and don't want to do the math on their own. 
We'll hang out what? with you for a while. You work on it. Yeah, well, I'm pretty good at math. I, I know all my gazintas, so this will take me a sec. <laughs> Otherwise, it would take most people a long time to figure out. I know we're in 2022, and if Prince died in 2016, what I do is realize it's close enough I can just go to the old finger method. 2017, <laughs> 18, out, 19. Later. I don't need it. 2021, no, five I'm years is your gone. fingers yeah, are here. My fingers the are my calculator. calculator. Uh, five years, Prince is gone. There you go. I know a lot of people like. How did well, you come so, to that? You didn't show us the work. But I, I just did. I went 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, five years. And I know it's that this 1920, is. It's 1920. I mean, it's 2022. Oh, fuck. Right, I got to start again. Oh, you didn't tell me that. I'm not showing off when I tell you I'm a human abacus up to 10. <laughs> All right, here we go. 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. I switched the other hand. 22. That's six years he's gone. <laughs> Shit, I can't believe I got it wrong. I, I rarely make a mistake. I forgot it was 2022. That's where I screwed up. That was the problem. Yeah. Kids, whenever you think you're close, just go to your fingers. That's what I do. <laughs> That's how I get there fast. I can't believe my father didn't love me that much. I'm, I'm such a genius. <laughs> oh, man, what a world we live in. I, um, I was just reading this. I thought it was funny. Alex, listen to this. Alex Jones. That's the dude we, we love to listen to. The conspiracy theory guy. Alex, Alex, Alex Jones could soon face arrest after calling out sick for court-ordered depositions. In one of his Sandy Hook lawsuits. So uh, I guess it was that um, Alex Jones said that Sandy Hook was a, what did he say? It was like a It was a, a hoax. Theatrical. And those was were actors. Yeah. And the parents were like, you know what? We're grieving. Our kids are gone. We're going to challenge you on that. So, I mean, Alex has skipped two scheduled depositions. You know, it's so weird what's going on since the age of Trump and, and like even what's going on with Congress. There's no teeth anymore. Like all these dudes that Congress is subpoenaing, they, they don't even show up. They just go, fuck you, Congress. Like no one's even afraid of Congress. It's like it's a joke. And all those fucking congressmen just sit there like that's OK. Yeah, well, we don't quite know what to do. The bylaws, we can't exactly arrest someone. We have to wait for the legal system. to start. And it's like, what the fuck? Congress can't subpoena someone? Oh, they can subpoena. People just don't show up. Alex Jones skipped two scheduled depositions in the Connecticut case. Relatives of some of the Sandy Hook victims are calling on the judge to have him arrested. Alex's lawyers claim that he was under... The care of a physician for medical conditions that require immediate and possibly emergency testing. I didn't know you could just say you're sick and not show up for shit. Well, what he couldn't do was then do a show, which is what he did on those days. He called in sick. He called in sick and then he did do a show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can't yeah. call in sick and then show up on your show. But he did that. That's exactly yeah. what he did. The day he said he couldn't show up, he hosted a four-hour four-hour <laughs> Infowars show <laughs> where he had seemingly a lot of energy to talk about some unfounded claims about COVID and threaten people. <laughs> I, can, I can play you a clip as a supporting statement. Now, you had COVID, right? Yes. Okay, so you had it. I had it. So, Dr. Yes. 
<laughs> That's some voice. Boy, he's got tremendous vocal. Now, you had COVID, right? Yes. Okay, so you had it. I had it. So Dr. Death Fauci tried to murder both of us. We, we, listen, we are literally living during a bioweapon attack where they hit you with one part of it and the binary attack completion is the shot. It's on record, folks. You are all the victims. Where is that on record exactly? I, I never know. Of a bioweapon war. But we're not going to be victims. Record. We're going to be overcomers <laughs> no. and we're going to bring them to justice. It's on the new Machine Gun Kelly record. What record is that? But realize, you are a victim of a bioweapon attack. You survived a bioweapon attack. Many of your friends and family didn't. And these people will pay! Or we are aiding and abetting their murders. And they will pay for what they've done. Called in sick. Yeah, he couldn't do a deposition. <laughs> he, where you just answer questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty vibrant, actually. They'll pay for sure. No, no doubt about it. On Judgment Day, they'll all pay. They will pay in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They will be defeated, and they will be brought low, and they will be broken for what they've done. Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, all of you, you will face judgment. <laughs> Bill Gates and who? Klaus Schwab? Klaus Schwab. I was like, there's a new name. I haven't heard that one before. That's my new name, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> anyway, I... Thought that was interesting. A few days later, that it says here, Alex figured out he needed to act a little bit more sick, so he skipped the show and recorded a message from his home, so the judge would know that he was sick. I'm 48. I'm under a lot of stress, and Dr. Marble was in studio as a guest on other issues on Monday and saw some signs of some concerning things. Checked me out uh, with a stethoscope and blood pressure machine and said that he thought I should go get checked out by a doctor uh, and so it's really not that big a deal America knows how corrupt and out of control the system is but you guys are the ones that dredge this up and misrepresent what I've said over and over again and it's disgusting you turn around and say that I have not uh, <coughs> you say that I have uh, you know oh I'm hiding and all this crap Everybody knows Alex Jones doesn't hide. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's not a good move when you're telling everyone you're sick. You don't go. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like our whole world is nuts. Like, you're watching the Oscars and Will Smith bitch slaps someone. And Alex Jones says, eh, fuck you. I'm not going to my deposition. And Trump never shows up for a deposition. Why should I? I get it. And, like, you know, it's like. All those congressmen sit there and you know, I would shit my pants if Congress said you have to show up for a deposition. But evidently, you got to just say, fuck you. But, uh, you know, me, I'm like, oh, I'm, the, I'm I, you know what? I'm, I'm too uh, available. I should be like, no, 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 no rush. Well, you, you just respect, wait it out. You respect the laws of the country. You respect the, yeah, the higher right. offices. That's what this country was running on we didn't realize it was just respect and if you don't respect you you know you just blow off whatever you want to yeah i didn't know you could do i didn't know you could do that alex jones wants to defend himself uh he uh, wants to explain that he is sick is he and, better now <laughs> uh alex come on in and let's uh talk come on there you go. Eight, 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 infowars.com 
Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.tv. All these globalists like to go on and on about the poor COVID victims. Stay home. You need to quarantine. Meanwhile, I get legitimately sick, 100%, and it's Jones's faking. Come out and sneeze all over us, Jones. Well, you can't have it both ways, you filthy sons of bitches. Please respect my privacy at this time. I'm very sick. Infowars.com. Well, you sound healthier than ever, although I have to say you... You're surrounded by all those products for healthy living. Why don't you just take those? What's going on here? Listen, I will tell you something. The fact of the matter is that I am the victim of a bioweapon. The globalists plan this around my deposition. We know 100%. It's been 100% confirmed by the doctors that they're vaccinating the food supply. They don't want me to prove my innocence. They want to take down humanity. And I am one of the healthiest people. I've never had the sniffles before in my life. And I'm telling you, Howard. I woke up the morning of my deposition. I start noticing things. My voice was hoarse. I just wasn't feeling myself that day. I had some tests done. Right away, I was loaded up with iodine milk to chlorine cleanse and the X2 with formaldehyde. And I say, thank Jesus Christ that I am okay after taking all these supplements that my doctor, my very good so, doctor, gave me. So you're saying uh, you are not faking. You want people to know that you, the day of your deposition, you got very, very ill. And you say it is some sort of weird thing going on where they're trying to poison you or something. But your, your product saved you. Is that the story? They hit us with a goddamn bioweapon. Now, look, let me explain something to you very calmly, because you like to go on your show. You like to misrepresent me that I'm some sort of a lunatic who goes on and rants and yells and screams. So I'll explain I didn't say that. Very- I didn't yeah, say that. I'm, I'm the only one who has you on. They don't even let you on any other shows. Go ahead. The mic is yours. Go ahead. I'm not going to script. Listen, I'm going to explain this very gently to you. We are living in a bioweapon binary completion attack. They hit us with the spike protein. Delta was real. Omicron was fake. I am a victim. You are a victim. You survived the attack. We will not aid and abet their murders. These people will pay in the name of Jesus. They will pay for what they've done. You now face judgment. Excuse me. I'm a little. Oh, oh you're still <laughs> suffering. Are you, Alec? <laughs> I'm t- Alex. Respect my privacy, please. Yes. Um, now you have. You have many papers in front of you. You must have a big show today. What are all these papers you have? I see it on your desk. I can see you. Well, I got a lot of news to get to today. We got to get to the Russian news. I mean, this is, you know, you talk about the bioweapon attack. This is exactly what Putin's fighting against. A lot of people go, hey, Putin's bad. Putin's not bad. He's actually anti-Soros. He's anti-Klaus Schwab. He's anti-Bill Gates. He doesn't want them harvesting the adrenochrome from children. They're in the Ukraine. These damn Ukrainian Nazis. They're draining baby blood like they're milking a goddamn cow in these bio labs. So Putin is against that. And that's what we're going to be reporting on today. Well, you Full can report Russia on Infowars. All those papers are proof that you have about all of this? This is all. Oh. Hold on one second, Howard. You're going to like this. Joining us live now from the InfoWars studios in Kiev, Ukraine, we have President Zelensky joining the show. We have a report from the front lines. Uh, Mr. President, hello. It's great to have you on the show. Greetings, my son. We must honor Lord Satan and drink the baby's blood. <laughs> President Zelensky, we've never had you on before. It is excellent. To, you know, I got to say, Mr. Zelensky, I think I agree with Putin here. I mean, you can't just go around drinking babies. blood. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I don't think you can. Silence, you fool. I must go now. It is time for my baby feast breakfast. <laughs> Is that, that your like proof? He turned, what he turned a into show. a bat and flew away. Like, a little <laughs> from the front lines. 
<laughs> it says here, uh, Alex, and I don't mean to piss on your parade. Uh, and by the way, congratulations on your exclusive. You got Zelensky. I couldn't get him. Uh, no one got him. You're the only one who got him. And well, the only show where you're going to hear real news. You're going to hear real <laughs> truth. And that's what it's all about. It's about the deep state wants to pretend we are the saviors. We're going to save you. Nowhere else are you going to hear the true words of Mr. Zelensky, who is just just a demon. All right. Uh, the judge, it says here, the judge denied Jones' request to delay the deposition due to an undisclosed medical condition. It says here, the medical issues, while potentially serious, are not currently serious enough to either require his hospitalization or convince him to stop engaging in his broadcast. And the judge denied Jones' request to delay the deposition due to, so your deposition is on. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, I don't know anything. Uh, about it. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh, I can I, hear you're sick. I hear that. What is that? You have some uh, sort of a yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, excuse me, excuse me. I, I don't you. know if I can go to deposition this week. I'm sneezing all over the place, Howard. I, I, really I hope the doctor. Here. I hope the judge is listening. I really do. I really do. All right, Alex. Uh, anything else you want to tell us? Uh, any products you want to promote? I'm the only one putting you on, as far as I know. Well, that's about all we got. To- oh, spring saving. Uh, oh, yes, it is time. It is time to spring into savings. Howard, let me ask you a question. Where is the only safe place to get globalist poison-free vitamins at this moment in time? Do you know where? No, I don't. Tell me. Infowars.com. The spring savings. You're going to get 50% off Alpha Male BioForce, Brain Shield X9, Vitamin J gummies. We have the X3 Styrene Packing Peanut Chewables. Very good for you. Sold out for eight months. You're going to get half off Clinton's Killed Saget t-shirts. You're going to get great deals on Liberty Food Buckets. High-quality powdered food. Zero MRNA. Eat it right from the bucket. Use the lid as a plate. That's what I do. Infowars.com. Spring saving. Infowars.com. Infowars. All right. Well, there you go, Alex. He has Thank no you very shame. much. He has no, no shame. shame. No shame whatsoever. Thank you, Alex. Good to speak to you this morning. There he goes. You know, he was he offered a settlement to the the families. Uh, $120,000 a piece. Nice. And they turned that down. They're going to nicer. Well, there you go. All right. The the brouhaha continues. And uh, I enjoyed watching him mosh to his own InfoWars uh, song. He's got rhythm. (laughs) He sure does. Uh, Let's go to Ann. Hello. Yes, Anne, you're on the air in Massachusetts. Hi, Howard. Hi, Robin. Yay! I feel like the it, it's. It, I feel like the girl you spoke to yesterday, who you made the ambassador Yay! for young people. Yes, I'm you hit the uh, you hit the radio lottery. You're on the air, Anne. What can I do for you? Well, I want to talk about Ronnie. I'm very worried about Ronnie. His anger is just every day, all the time. He doesn't seem to have joy or happiness. He's disrespectful. I hope so, but I feel like a lot of what you hear, a lot of what you hear, Ronnie, is true. I mean, he is like he—he's got a thing, but also a lot of it is persona. I think he now has been, you know, on the radio with us, and 
he gets rewarded for being angry and, you know, mouthing off, you know, so all of his, all of his shtick is paying off for him. So I think in a way he does have happy moments. It was something I, I wanted to ask. That. It was something I wanted to ask Ronnie about. But I don't know if I can on the air. It's a fabulous story. I wonder if he can talk about it. I really? Think he can. Hey, Ron, you, you available or are you uh, tied up with uh, your other friends in Vegas, the race car drivers and other folks? Up, that you... Okay. I heard some story about did somebody walk in on your sex? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you don't? Oh, all right. Maybe it's not true. I don't, I don't want to ask you on the air unless you're comfortable talking about it. Were you having sex and somebody walked in the room? No. No? Oh, okay. All right. Then I, then I won't bring it up. The what, what? No, tell me what you're talking about. Is it okay? Howard, I, just, I just texted yeah. him. Oh. Right, look at your text. Oh, take a look. All right. Hold on. All right. It's, a, it's an interesting story. I just didn't know if you were talking about it or not. Uh, it wasn't, it, we weren't doing anything. We were sleeping. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So Ronnie, I had heard a rumor that Ronnie was banging uh, his fiance and they were at, um, his, you know, Stephanie's parents' house and they walked in while yeah. Ronnie was banging Stephanie. No, they, they were at our house. Oh, they were at your house and you were ba You weren't banging her though. No, we were asleep. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's not a good story. No. Well, who made, I mean, somebody was uh, making the story better, I guess. I'm yeah. thinking maybe Ronnie's got the onset of Alzheimer's and forgot he was banging in the <laughs> no, market. No, we were asleep. It was like uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, and oh. it's, uh, it was Thanksgiving. And uh, Stephanie's mom was uh, cooking, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And she wanted Stephanie to get up and help her, and her father walked in. And Don't you sleep in the nude? Yeah. They both do. And Stephanie's Wait, naked too, right? Yeah, but um, <laughs> what happened was it was basically um, we we were asleep, but the way our, our bedroom is, there's like a little hallway before you walk into the master bedroom. Yeah. So all we kept, we're hearing, Stephanie, Stephanie. <laughs> and it was a fall ahead walked into the but that didn't come all the way into the room uh because that has to he be was like weird, he was like, like in the hall he was like in the hallway i see because because the dad's younger than ronnie and yeah. uh and it's Only like, like it would be, yeah okay all right take it easy <laughs> like and then uh and then and then like you know it would be weird like the dad walking in and seeing ronnie naked probably with his morning boner you know next to his naked daughter you know it would be weird. It's good. Yeah, I'm no, glad this it would definitely be weird. <laughs> yeah. Imagine walking in on your beautiful daughter next to a naked Ronnie. It would be <laughs> somewhat startling, you know, embarrassing. That would for be Ronnie. dramatic for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. <laughs> I saw you were floating around on a unicorn shaped inflatable in your pool over the weekend. Uh, some of the guys sent you pictures. No, it's definitely more. It's not me. Uh, is that your thing? Because I see there's a lot of unicorn. No, it was, no it, that's her thing. It, it, oh, it is? Yeah. Um, my son's wife sent her that for the pool. And uh, oh. she she was playing with that thing. Oh, all right. 
So the pool's done, you're in it, and, and all that. And then, yeah, everything's done, man. It's very cool. And then Stephanie's parents came, and they hung out with you guys for Thanksgiving. And uh, Yeah, and, but that, uh, the house wasn't done. I mean, the house was done, but uh, the backyard wasn't done. Nice. At, at so time. now you're all settled in. Now you're, so yeah, you are happy. Yeah, a woman done, called man. in and says you're too angry and not happy. I said, you're happy. I don't know what she's talking about. Right. Can you imagine, like, if your father-in-law walked in, you know, and saw, like, Stephanie sticking a dildo in your ass? Holy shit. Yeah, oh, that would have been God. a little, uh, that would have been, be been a little fucked up. That would have been a little fucked up. A little awkward. <laughs> I wish that was the story, though. It's so great. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie, come help with the Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Softly I, and I didn't realize you were stuffing Ronnie like a turkey. <laughs> She's already uh, helping. <laughs> Alex in Virginia, you're on the air. Hey there. Hey now. How are you? Hey now. Hey now. I wanted to say, number one, thank you for taking my call. Um, first time, long time. Uh, definitely hard to follow up Alex Jones with his uh, food buckets and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely wanted to say, um, Pearlman, he is radio gold. I, I love, I love <laughs> Mike New York accent. I love that that sound. I love, you know, hearing him just shooting the shit and bullshitting with with Ronnie. You know, Mr. Bagel. And um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, definitely more of 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 him if if possible because um, absolutely. Well, I a lot of people, not that. just you, Alex, wrote us, and they love the uh, interplay between Ronnie Mund. And uh, Mike Perlman, they love it. Two big superstars, and uh, well, Mike I'm Perlman's sure. been a real hit. One morning, you know, I finally tuned into what you guys were doing, and you were all doing your Mike Perlman impressions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the other the other thing I wanted to say is, um, if we can get Ed Torian back, I love that dude. He, he just well, me up with. We're working you know, on it because okay. we have to give Mike. A, um, a lie detector test to make sure he did not fuck with Ronnie's bagel. And he has agreed to do it. He says, I did not fuck with Ronnie's bagel. I am not afraid of the lie detector test. It will prove once and for all that I didn't fuck with Ronnie's bagel. Well, so, what happens uh, when he passes the lie detector test? Do you think well, Ronnie will drop it or it'll continue to be his belief? I don't know. Ask him, Ronnie, will you believe Mike Perlman if he takes a lie detector test and passes. No. Oh, uh, what's the point? What's the what? What do you mean you won't believe it? No, Stop I won't it. believe it. You will believe it. That no, means... I will not believe it. No, I won't. There's people, well, that, would... to, there's people that can get around uh, those tests. They know. How you to... think Mike knows how to get around a lie detector test? Let's be honest. I don't think well, he, he knows how to do it. He's not been training to get past the lie detector test. Well, now he can. You know, I'm cool, uh, man. I'm one of that guy from Brooklyn. You know, I. Uh, I'm that guy. I can Mike, what do you think of your newfound fame? You, you, you are now being. Uh, you, they're, they're calling you. Uh, they're saying America has Mike Perlman fever. What do you make yeah. of it? Yeah, I found my glitch, man. I got on the air now. My glitch. I, I my glitch. <laughs> What's a glitch? Yeah, I got on. What do you mean? Man. I got on. You I'm found a man. glitch. What do you Not mean by that, man. Ronnie? Ronnie. What do you mean he, he found? found his he found his way on here. Let's put it. Well, what's his glitch? No, I n never mind. He found, he, okay. he found his way in. He doesn't know okay. what he's talking about.
Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. He knows he knows exactly what he did. I yeah. yeah. He found his angle. There you go. Mike, I don't know Mike, what else what you, to, he found yeah. his angle again on the you know. Uh, Mike, I'm, what I'm do you big, think of I'm, being I'm America's big star. new I'm favorite now? You know. What do you think of America's new favorite fascination with you? Uh, did you ever I mean, expect this? <laughs> it is what it is, but oh, I don't know. Ronnie's never going to believe me. So I mean, I'll, I'll take the lie detector. But what's the point of taking it if he's not going to believe None. me anyway? No, not there's no you. point. No way. But we we need to camera some crazy questions for Ed Torian because whenever he was doing lie detectors for like um, for high pitch. Yeah, I know he's good. He's good. All right, Who cares. You notice Ronnie turns into a comedian in front of Mike, like. Well, he does his impression, and yeah, does that great yeah. impression. I do my. Is anyone going to break it to Ronnie that the impression is horrible? I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You don't sound anything like Mike Perlman. Yeah, I do. I sound just like. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Mike, what do I'm you that, think of Ronnie's impression guy, of you? I'm that guy from Long Island. It's man. Fucking horrible. No, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks to be Perlman. All right, well, Ronnie, anyway, can you do I, any good impressions? I do a perfect impression of you. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, there you go. A lot of people are feeling that Ronnie and Mike together are kind of entertaining. And, and uh... You know who does a great impression of Mike Perlman, if I can interrupt Ronnie's impression? Uh, Steve Nowicki does a great impression. We're yeah. Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, out? Yeah. Here's Steve <laughs> Nowicki. Steve, be, uh, yeah. talk to Mike as, uh, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what's kind of funny about Mike is like, he noticed that, you know, I just can't believe like Ronnie takes these dildos and, you know, imagining him on, on all fours, like like a baby being changed with with his legs up in the air. I don't like to each his own, but it's it's not what I expected from the guy, right, Mike? <laughs> That's right, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And you know what's funny with Ronnie too? You remember years ago, like Wolfie went to cover Ronnie at that that bikini contest thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie was wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> his legs looked like like boiled turkey. You know, like with the skin, with the little, the little dimple. It was so, and Ronnie gets all upset. I love Ronnie, though. Ronnie's good. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mike, uh, Mike, we need you to talk to Steve as yourself. You, Say, yeah, then he, and then Ronnie was at that thing, and he had the rolled up white socks with the little shorts on, with his white <laughs> legs sticking out. That was the he, best. And when Ronnie, yeah, you know what I love is like casual Ronnie, when he got like like the skulls, like he's like uh, like Ozzy Osbourne, like he bit the head off a bat or something. You know, he's like, <laughs> right, I don't know, right, it's right. kind of funny. Like, like he's in a, a a motorcycle gang or something. I don't know. Yeah, he thinks he's a, I don't know. He thinks he's like a Sons of Anarchy kind of guy. You know, with the skulls and everything. And yeah. then during, you know, when he's when he's working in the studio, you know, when he was working at the studio, he was a mafia guy. He used to wear his suits with his <laughs> his turtlenecks and his gold chain, <laughs> his bracelets. Mafia he was like, guy. He went through a phase. It was like early two thousands where he was like. Wearing turtlenecks like John Gotti, you know, right. he kind of like he's like he's like, like like John Gotti, but he's like like half the size, like a little John Gotti. You know, I don't know. I think it's funny. I, lo I love Ronnie, though. I love Ronnie. I love him. Yeah. That was his look. 
still got those in the Boy, this is good. I, I, Ronnie's head is smoking. He's very confused right now. He doesn't know who to yeah, I, I, I don't know who's who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny All with right. Ronnie, too? Ronnie would wear these, like, bright, like, happy, bright-colored shirts. and But then he's got, like, like that angry mug on his face. And it's so... <laughs> Uh, uh, transposent that it's uh you know he's angry but he got the happy stuff i don't know i think it's kind of funny when ronnie right. wears the yeah, yeah real mike you want to say something you, you say something yeah he mind. would wear those shirts and then some days i also yeah. noticed that with ronnie he like if, if he would match the the undershirts with his college shirts and then i yeah. guess if some days if like maybe one of his undershirts that matched with dirty or he couldn't find the one that matched he would just throw any color on that <laughs> so he wear like a pink shirt Fake ronnie do you want to add something <laughs> Fake Ronnie, why don't you say something? No, yeah. okay. Fake, I mean, fake, uh, fake Mike Perlman. Do you want to say something? Oh, fake Perlman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's you. <laughs> All, right, yeah. All right, listen. I, I got. Um, <laughs> I'm getting confused. I got. Um, there is no fake Ronnie. There's only two fake Mike Perlman. Nah, there's only one of me, pal. Yeah. Well, Chris Wilding claims he does a good uh, Mike Perlman as well. But oh. Do it real quick because I got um, um, yeah. a machine gun coming in. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Funny thing about Ronnie, like, he used to always, like, when people would walk by, he'd look at their shoes. He'd be like, hey, you got, like, you got, like, salmon shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny yeah. about Ronnie's shoes? Yeah. They're, like, they're so tiny. They look like they should have, like, like little Velcro flaps on, you yeah. know, like little, like, like my five year olds. He got, like, little shoes. You know, that's like what like, <laughs> Ronnie, I love like, Ronnie. You know? Like, little lips. <laughs> I love shoes. Ronnie. They can tie it. I love him too. Yeah. Well, yeah. believe it or not, the real Mike Perlman hasn't said a word. These are all oh, fake yeah, he's Mike not Perlman. Talking. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, all right. There are now three. There are three Perlmans. We might have to. We might I have to get Ronnie. you all three on at the same time. Well, Ronnie, I love you, uh, Mike Perlman. Real Mike, Mike Perlman. Perlman fake loves Mike you. Perlman and fake Mike Perlman yeah. too. Thank you very much. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Perlman, find please. out what's going on. He's got a brand new album out. And it's called, um, uh, I was listening to it last night. It's really good. It's called Mainstream Sellout. And we'll find out what's going on with him right after these yeah. exciting words from me. I'm uh, happy to welcome Machine Gun Kelly to the show. I haven't spoken to him in a while, but uh, things are blowing up for him and going well. Let me take a look. Wow, the whole band Ooh. is here. Look at that band. We're in for a treat. Good looking boys. Look at that band. If I had a band, what am I calling you these days? Am I still calling you machine? You said there's only two guys in the world who can call you machine, and I was one of them. Uh, yeah, I still have that privilege for sure. Um, you know, my my name is Colson. I don't know if I introduced myself last time, but uh, it's Colson. <laughs> you might not have. I wasn't sure what to call you. It's so funny because... You know, last time I, I was on, I was wasted. So I... I know. I was, <laughs> well, it's hard for a musician who lives his life, you know, it's almost the opposite hours of me. You guys work at night, you do gigs at night, to come up early in the morning, and I know you had just woken out of bed, but uh, I found it rather intriguing. I felt I really met the real Machine Gun yeah. Kelly, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that was an interesting yeah. night. This band is a very good-looking band. Does that matter to you how the band looks? Is that a is is image everything, too? When you hire a guy to be in your band, I screened all of them by making them take their shirts off and <laughs> flex. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you want to know? No, something? we've been we've been friends for a long time. So, 
How yeah. do you know these guys? In other words, uh, it's just musicians hang out with each other, and then you hear a guy who can play guitar or drums, and you say to yourself, this is a guy i got to work with. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, for, for these two guys up front, that's definitely how it works. You know, um, He and I did a, a lot of the last two records together, writing and writing both guitars and uh, uh, songs together. And then um, we were going on tour, and I was asking... I was like, I need a badass guitar player, and he sent us this video of him shredding one of the records with the with actually this orange guitar, and he was like in this room with this bright orange guitar, like going crazy. And I was like, oh yeah, we gotta have him. And uh, with Slim and Rook, uh, and I, well, I've been friends with from Ohio for like probably you know fourteen years, twelve years, something like that. And then Bass, um, he was in a band that was opening for us one time, like eight years ago or something, and. It was about six people in the crowd that day, so it was really easy for him to get up and talk to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and the thing is, too, you know, writing music, it's it's really such a difficult thing. I was going to actually ask you how you write a song, because, uh, like, last time I, I met you, you had just come from Post Malone's house, and you guys were doing beer pong all night. Uh, and, uh, oh, you know, that makes so much sense of why I was... <laughs> yeah i got stitches yeah. later that day in my hand Did you really because mm. what you uh you would uh smack something or or no or throwing just... knives in there throwing knives. you sound like you live the wildest lifestyle do i have that wrong or, or, or i mean it, it seems um, like you live on the edge you know what i mean well you know what's weird i always like feel like i wake up and i'm always like ah oh, today was mellow but when i tell the stories back of what happened like during the day everyone's always freaking out like oh my god that's crazy so i maybe my um my like sensory level is really oh like i it's been um what is does my voice sound really like angelically like reverbed out right now or is that just no you headphones? sound good it's probably your headphones oh. are fucked up okay. you know what i mean sometimes it, um, it does that and what I'm saying is, like, I was watching you in the Jackass movie. I was watching the Jackass uh -huh. movie, the new one, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's Machine Gun Kelly standing there with the Jackass crew. And I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. he doing? He's going to fuck himself up. He's on such a career roll. The music's really getting noticed. The band is together. Mm -hmm. You got the you got the fiance. You got I mean everything seems perfect. Now you can let those guys fuck with you, and and sure enough, they take a giant hand and they're smacking you in the head with it. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's gonna get himself killed. You know what I mean? Uh, my favorite part of that was they were like, uh, like it. You know, they were they were like, oh, it's not gonna feel like anything, and it, and it smacked me into like what was the coldest pool I've ever felt. <laughs> and I got out and I was like. It hits, it hurts, so like it hits you so hard. And they're like, ah, yeah, well, you know, we tested it on another guy, but it didn't hit, like, it didn't hit hard enough to make a fly off. So we like loaded in like four times as much oh. nitrogen or whatever to, to make it slap harder. So um, you said to the guys on Jackass, give me the full treatment. Don't treat me like a, a celebrity. Percent. Yeah. Don't treat me like a non-jackass guy. If you're going to do something mm. to me, I really want you to fuck me up. And they fucked you up. They did exactly yeah. what you asked. I was originally supposed to be in that mime sketch with the snake that, like, you had to be silent while the snake came up and bit your lip. I was really glad they scheduling the scheduling didn't work out for that one. <laughs> do you think you have a death wish? Do you think that, you you know, even on the new album, you, you have a song called Sid and Nancy. What uh, do you see yourself? Do you identify with Sid and Nancy that like you're one of these guys who's hardcore? Uh, you know, you want to have a snake bite me, have a snake bite me, you want to smack me in the fucking head with a giant uh, machine. 
you know, are you? Do you think you have a death wish? I, I don't know. I mean, in, in regards to the Sid and Nancy song, that was actually a, a text that Megan had sent me. You know, she was it was something along along the lines of like, if I have to, if we have to live a life where we see each other with different people, then we should just go out murder suicide or something like that. Like that was. It was, it was very, it's to me, and to me, that's very romantic. You know, it's like, um, it's not literal, obviously, but right. I'm sure that'll make a headline somewhere and piss some people off. I'm sure no, that but, but think about it. excerpt, but I know you're going to do 5150 today. You're going to perform live with the band, which I'm excited about, but even yeah. 5150 is a song about a guy saying, Hey man, I'm dangerous to you. Get away from me. I mean, that's the way I interpret that song. And I and I spent some time listening to it. Yeah. It, it, you know, and then I see you and Megan are so intense. You're drinking each other's blood. You proposed. By the way, I predicted you would propose the last time I was with you. And sure enough, you did. And you guys drank each other's blood. I go, oh, fuck. And then I'm listening to 5150, which you're going to perform. And I go, wait a second. What's he saying? Should Megan get away from me because I'm dangerous to be with? And then the Sid and Nancy thing, I'm thinking there's a theme there with um, relationships and how you see them. Um, well, if you, you know, this is the first like true and intense relationship that I've been in. So I, I can't like sum it up as all relationships. I see them like this, but um You know, yeah, I guess at the time, this was the first record that I had started for this album. And at the time, yeah, I think we were in like a a dangerous place. And that is why, like, what led us to go, you know, search for healing and ways of like the plant medicine, you know, ayahuasca and what led us to do, um, you know, take take steps like why I had gotten therapy and um, all those things started to come into play into my life I, I had i clearly had childhood issues Trauma. that i didn't deal with and i didn't know that you had to deal with and like it forms you into ways that you that are like un, unbeknownst to your to your conscious right it's all like laying underneath everything and you start acting a certain way and that's because subconsciously you're fucked up i was so glad to hear you went into therapy because when i was talking to you the last time and you were really, I, I don't know, I thought you were really depressed in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I had said to you, did you ever try therapy? And you said no. But I was like, I was like, uh, hey, you know, you've been through a lot of trauma in your life. Your mom left you when you were nine. Your dad, you know, Christian missionaries don't, you, you, know, you think, he, you know, I, you, what? You know what's interesting? I So, I, I, so my, my mother and I, we, we reconnected in a, in a, in a, in a cool way and i actually i regret the way i've painted that picture because the that was again like i'm st still acting like uh, for through for through my 20s you know i was still acting like the nine-year-old me who was mad that like i didn't understand what was going on right i also grew up with um my cousin who's, whose father died who, who that was my dad's brother right he died and that was um my was my cousin came into our life as as kind of his his son before i was born and so i grew up with him as my older brother and he was schizophrenic and he fought schizophrenia 
for many years until it finally like became too much and he stopped taking his medication and he became dangerous to the household and and he ended up going to a an institution but all these things right like these people were began missing from my life that and nothing was being explained to me so i right. you know i grew up with this guy for 10 years and all of a sudden like he's gone and i'm like well, where did where did my big brother go and no one right. would no one would would explain to me like they didn't realize that it's healthy for me to know the truth about my life instead of going you know and then he showed up one time like he stole my grandma kind of broke out of the the institution and stole my grandma's car and drove and he showed up at the door and i was like oh my god like it's you know it's you and then my dad came and was like get the, get the fuck back in the room and like took him and left and that and again i was like my i i didn't know what was going on and same with like you know when i reconnect with my mom and she's like oh i i tried to reach out to you i tried to you know i would show up at i would show up to see you but i was being kept from you and there was just a lot of a lot of things so i i don't really like the portrayal of how you know the the angry uninformed me has done to someone who loves me as as her her son you know and 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 all is forgiven you know like while i am like a live with immense regret I, i'm i'm grateful that i have had the chance to you know see her and like hear her truth and so i just want her to have like I, the, the respect of since i'm on this public level of not feeling um like I'm tarnishing a, 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 a legacy that's, that's on, that's, that's unfair. Well, so, yeah, I know, hear I, you. I want to apologize to, 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 to her. I went about that. Yeah. Let me ask you this though. Cause I think a lot of people could benefit from it. Cause I think you've been through a lot of shit with your dad and your mom, but and no matter how it went down, but when your mom shows up to reconnect, you at first must be like a ball of anger. You probably, I mean, I'm just, I'm relating how I would be. I would be like, you know what, man, you haven't been there for me. I don't want to reconnect. Fuck it. Let, let's just, you know, I'm doing just fine without you. Blah, 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 blah. How did your mom get through to you to make you see that maybe it was another side to the story? The, the fans actually did. You know, I, I, uh, I went to my dad's safe after he passed away. Uh, and this, this guy had told me, he was like, your dad wants you to see something. He always told me that he wanted you to see something. And um, I went to the his storage unit where his safe was and the battery was broke on the safe. And I guess technically, like legally, you're not supposed to like saw open a safe and let somebody in there. But he, he knew my father and, and respected him. And he was like, I knew he wanted you to see this. So he saw it open the, sa the safe. And inside the safe was all these letters from my mom to my father and my father to my mom. And it was beautiful, man. It was like the way that, you know, like Megan and I would speak to each other. It was just, it, it, it showed me, it was like he wanted, he wanted me to see him for the him before, before the alcohol and everything kind of like took over his life. It, it, he, I saw him the way that my mom saw him when they first fell in love. Hmm. And I was like wow right and i tweeted that i had opened these letters and, and read them and i think someone had 
found my my mom's email and was like hey like he he it seems like he's reaching out for 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 anything like for you or so she sent me an email and um i just felt like the right time so i responded and i flew her out and we cried nice you lot. cried it's a i gotta tell you it's a I'm glad you reunited with your mom and all, but I understand also the the hardship of your life. Not having your mom, for whatever reason, when you're a nine-year-old boy, you you start to feel like, ah, you know what, maybe, I, maybe I'm bad, or maybe I didn't do things right. Maybe I chased her away, you know, and you start to blame yourself, because that's what nine-year-olds do. And so, no matter what, man, your life wasn't easy, and your dad had problems with alcohol. It's a tough life. really is. And, uh, I'll tell you, I admire you going to um, to therapy and getting in touch with all that shit. Because a lot of guys won't do it. A lot of guys won't do it. And especially if you're going to get married, that could affect your whole marriage and everything, the way you see the world, if you don't go into therapy. How'd you choose a therapist? Like, were you... I was tough. Was it, I, I, went through, I went through a lot. I went through strange. a lot of therapists. Oh, you did? Mm, yeah. Why do you... Why? What, what, like, what was wrong with some of these therapists? They just don't get you? It just felt like when you just constantly are like, but tell me, you know, like, okay. it just, I was like, you know, all right, thanks for all the dot, dot, dots and like letting me fill it in. But like, you know, like uh, fucking reconstruct me, dude. My wires are really off. Like, I need you to like call, call me out. Like, tell, tell me what it is. And like, um, oh, up to, I mean, I went, I, I went through a lot of therapy. I was, I went from like, I went to uh, cubicles. I did like, what, what was that one that you suggested was for me? The EMDR, where like they do like the, the, the site. Um, yeah, they like put patterns in front of me. Thing going back and forth with you, and it's supposed to mimic like REM sleep, right? Or something like that. And she like talks to you. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, dude, I, I was doing a bunch of stuff i went to the jungle to do ayahuasca i mean there was some like i've had haruto therapy which is like leeches sucking all of the drugs out of my liver and dude when i when i tell you i took the bandage off that first night and it was just soaked in blood like you know blood is, is supposed to be sweet it's supposed to it's just you know it's almost like it's it's mostly what is it it's like water right so it's not even supposed to like have a scent or anything like that dude i took that bandage off and whatever was in my liver over the past 10 years holy shit it smelled so bad really are you like, completely oh clean now are you God, not doing yeah, any yeah. drugs you're no, clean it's just yeah yeah and no shit it, what did you it, it was you know, like the worst smell i could we we couldn't believe it we were like dude this what was in there like, and I've had the leeches on my neck, the liver, the belly button. The what do you think? So, um, what do you think that is from doing just like a lot of drugs and or or just holding in all of your shit all your whole life or something? Like, uh, well, my it's you know. it it might be also I don't know if hereditary. I'm not sure. You know, my 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 father died of liver cirrhosis, right? right? So it's, it's he 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 died, he drank himself to death and. Um, hmm. I, I, uh, I feel like I probably took on some of his, you know, his energy into my liver as well. But yeah, I'm sure years of, you know, cocaine and ketamine and 
ecstasy and acid and all those other things and drinking and all that stuff i'm sure that doesn't you know doesn't help and either you, and, so and you and you're not even drinking anymore huh no i'm i mean i'm currently drinking it you are yeah but yeah you know, I don't that, know. that's that stuff's more like it's it's a lot more control it's not like you know the, the stuff where I, when i was a kid i would open up the fridge and there was no food it was just like those uh long island vodka cans that you get from the corner store like that was a different story but that's like where you're putting like a a, a substance before even like food you know what i mean but so i'm yeah i mean i just I do you think you had a life fun was your life like sort of unsupervised? Like you felt like you didn't have a parent, even like no one, no one even said to you, "Don't drink those cans of uh, alcohol." That's, that's like funny. You, I never thought about that. I, yeah, no one said don't don't drink those. But isn't it amazing you didn't end up in jail or something? I mean, when you don't have a parent to sit there and tell you you're fucking up, it's like you start. I, I, he, my, my dad was he was he was he was he was there to he was there to to lay down the law. But oh yeah. Yeah, just that I song. Think, that song you wrote about your dad that you did on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I don't even know how you got through it. It was a. It's, what's the name of that song? It's fucking great. It's called Lonely. Lonely, holy yeah. mackerel! I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty direct song. I mean, I, I thought it was beautiful. I almost was going to call you and tell you how much I liked it. Um, oh, it really Thank moved you. me. I, must have been hard to get through it. I mean, it's a song about I'm lonely because dad. It's dad hunger. You're like, dad, you died and we kind of got our shit together. We reconciled. I finally understood you. And then you died. And I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here alone. I'm lonely. Uh, yeah, that a, one, that one killed me. It was interesting. Like, you know, he, he had the last thing, um, he had always been super against my tattoos. You know, it's funny. I, I would always go to Slim's house, actually, ironically, to, to just to take off my hoodie because I've had tattoos since I was 14, but my dad didn't know, but I would go over to his house, his mom's house, just to uh, be literally be able to take off my shirt and it would be like 80 degrees outside. I'm like, oh my God, dude, I was doing chores and this hoodie like and you know obviously his mom and him no one none of them cared why i had tattoos but i couldn't show my dad and i remember we got in this huge fight it was right before my dad moved to um mozambique in africa um right. and we got in this huge fight it was actually about my cousin i the, the, the one with schizophrenia and i was like you know i accused him of 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 killing my cousin because i've never i'd never seen my cousin since that day that he showed up and i was like can you fucking you know kill my cousin da, 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 all this stuff and then i took my shirt off and was just like fuck it they took it off and i remember he was just like like he dude him me with the tattoo he just he lost his mind and then it's so interesting and uh full circle because on his deathbed he like he he said come here and he pulled his sleeve up and he had a tattoo he had gotten a tattoo wow and another crazy thing is that and when he he went to rehab um after he got back from africa and we reconnected because a fan in rehab who was a heroin addict had one of uh my lyrics tattooed on his um his arm or he had my face tattooed on his arm and my dad was like that's my son like why why would you have him on tattooed on you and the kid was like look like i'm i'm, I'm a recovering addict like he's i relate to him and his his lyrics like mean this and this to me and my dad like he saw me in a whole different way after he went to rehab and that kid explained it to him and he got out and was like he he emailed me or called me i think emailed me or something like that and he and it was kind of like 
everything was good from that point. He didn't, you know, we were, he, he didn't care about my lifestyle in a, in a judgy way. He just was like, I, I see what you do and I respect it. This is, yeah. Isn't that the bitch of life? I mean, the song you wrote is so beautiful. If no one's ever heard Lonely, you should really hear this. Uh, it's a beautiful song. And, you know, what it, what it made me sad was, you know, look, some people who don't get along with their father, they never reconcile. And it's just sad. You actually got to the point where your dad started to like your music right before he died. He started to understand you. He wasn't so judgmental. He got you. And then you get, you feel like you got robbed, right? Like, like, oh shit, I finally have a parent, a guy I can relate to. And now he dies. Yeah. And it's, and it's final. You'll never see him again. And you're like, I would trade in all of my success, everything I have right now, just to have more time with you, mm. which is really a beautiful love song. It is. You fell in love, you fell in love with your father. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty heavy. Gave me the chills, honestly. I thought it was Thank great. You. I was a little pissed that Saturday Night Live you performed it, and then the fuckers, the lighting rig went out. I couldn't even, you know. But I mean, it was I, kind I, of a I moody. Thought it was. I felt like it was my dad, and it was my, that song is also about my aunt too, who was my biggest fan. And she, you know, she worked at Target, and every person um, that would that would come through her line, and I would always hear about this because they would put it, they would tweet it, or send me messages, and they were like, "Does your aunt work at Target?" She would always make if anyone bought a music CD. She would have my CDs next to her register. She'd be like, you should really listen to my nephew. And she'd like, like, she's so her and that was my dad's sister. And I lived with her and that's my, my dad and her. They, they both, uh, they died within two years of each other and they lived together. And, um, but yeah, I felt like the lighting rig went out because they were like, you don't need, you don't need any of this. And I feel like the first 45 seconds, my seconds, my voice was really struggling. I was super uncomfortable because it happened right as John Krasinski was walking out and they were like, Hey, uh, your lights went out. So, but, but it, you know, this is live. So you got 10 seconds and I was just like, Oh God, what? And it made it way more intimate, you know? Um, it did. It worked, but yeah. it's, it's like, it's got to fuck with your head because you rehearsed this thing Saturday night totally. live. It's a big deal. Totally. And then, and then 10 sec they should have even not told you maybe in a way, because all of a sudden you go, what does that mean? My lighting rig went out. I mean, what, what does that mean? What the fuck am I supposed to do about it? I can't control that. I, uh, it's I look back. I really liked it. I really loved it. I cried a lot, and it's and it's interesting because you know my 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 friend Nick, who I, I uh you wrote the guitar chords on Lonely, right? And so like he he's been doing music forever, and he's he's from like the OG punk scene. So it was just like for him to play on Saturday Night Live, and he did the most insane solo. That solo like gives me the shivers every time, dude. Like just all those years of putting in work and like waiting for that moment or to just be a dude just just be like a kid from you know this from santa barbara like playing in little 50 100 people venues and then going like to like making it on saturday Night live and like it was almost like that all of that pent up you know tension came out in that solo and it like it if i don't know we were all just locked in in a way that I, you were I'll never forget that moment it was a beautiful performance uh it really moved me and i was thinking about your father and your connection and i, I gotta tell you for a young guy you've suffered a lot of loss that's why i was glad to see you went into therapy i mean that that's that's got to fuck with your head so bad and you know uh if it gets you off substance and all that shit and you're not destroying your body with heroin and all that other stuff i was thinking about you uh, two times recently first of all when, um, you know, th this is a weird connection, but when I was watching...
Chris Rock doing his thing, and then Will Smith came up and smacked him. I'm assuming you've seen that as well. Mm. Weirdly, I thought of you because uh, you're a guy who's really working hard. I could see that. You're putting out albums at a pretty quick rate. You're, you're, you're in a new sort of genre of music for you. Um, and everything's going well for you. You've got this, um, you got this incredible fiance. You've got, you're a good looking dude. You got good music. You're playing guitar. It just seems like you're on a roll. And I was thinking, I wonder if people fuck with you all the time out of jealousy. Like, do guys come up and challenge you physically? Do they fuck the with you constantly? All, all the, the time, time, right? Yeah. All the time. I, I imagine that. Like, 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 it must be unbelievable. I even said to you the last time, I hope you have security because I could see a lot of people would be envious of you. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's its own plague. It's very, it's, it, it, it's sad. It's almost like if you just, if you broke that wall down and just talked with me, you would, have no reason to have any of these feelings but um you don't know. you want to say to them though don't you want to say to them hey assholes I, no one handed me anything i had shit growing up I oh, it, b- my it blows asshole. my mind blows my mind even even in even in the 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 genre that i'm in I, when people act like this is like some new thing or that i wasn't put it like it's it, bl- it blows my mind you can literally look back 10 years ago at rock festivals and my name is right there on the flyer it wasn't high but we were on at 2 p.m. We were playing those shows. Dude, it blows my fucking mind. Like, as if we weren't in vans playing an Ernie Ball stage at Warp Tour for multiple years. As if we weren't going out touring both hip-hop and rock with rock, with, with hip-hop and rock acts. It's like, on the fan, when, when, uh, I, well, I think it was Family Values that Korn brought back for a 420 show. Like, we, we, we it was like Korn asking Alexandria, it was multiple, but, and us. Like, we've always been in the culture. I'm super confused where this, like, oh, he's new to the scene. Like, fuck you right but we've we've been here so for so long defying boxes and genres and odds and like i saw somebody quote the other day they were like um because billboard came to do a piece and they came to my house and they were like you know they quoted me saying like you know you should give up your comfort for this or like doing this lifestyle like you have to give up a piece of your comfort i don't know what it was but they were like as he sits in his mansion with an infinity pool and all it's like dude i was fucking platinum with two albums out still living on a beanbag in my manager's apartment and no, they don't know that none about of you. none of you had shit to say about the comfort of that like as if that didn't exist this was after i had already had albums out like this do you know how much that mentally fucks with you to be to have uh, where you can't walk down the street or or take a piss in an airport or go order a burger without people being like, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you? And like also maybe sometimes testing you and being like, you know what? I didn't like that you said that this or that you do this. And and I'm and I'm I'm not even reaping financial benefits from it. I'm just uh, all of my money is being taken from a puppet master who is convincing me like, oh, I'm here for you. But I'm living in a fucking an apartment uh, on a beanbag. And this I'm, is what I'm I mean. also still a father, like, and I'm like convincing my kid, like, no, we're, this is all temporary. We're just here because, you know, and, and I'm, but meanwhile, it's like, I'm th- about to put out a third album 
but somehow now that it like worked out for me and I finally got my finances all right, that like, oh, that, oh man, he doesn't know shit about no comfort, no comfort. The fuck I, I, you, you be, be where like, be, be, be happy for me. Cause I'm happy for you. If I saw somebody really take 10 years to finally get their moment. By the time that moment came, I'm clapping. I'm like, wow, I watched you for years. I've watched you. And it was not pleasant to like live on this. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't mean. Well, to, I'll tell you what. It's, I see you as a very hardworking guy. I see a lot of bands not putting out new music. I see a lot of guys touring on their old music and not, you know, really coming up with new fresh shit. And uh, I I admire what you're doing, but I can imagine. What's that? I was I'm just saying, saying, I love the way you talk. You're like fresh shit. I know. You're that, you're that. Well, it is fresh shit. It, it's fresh because no, 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 it's the, no one, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, the music business right now is sort of fucked up. It's like a weird scene. It's like it's hard. You could make a hit album and not make any money off it. You got to get out and tour, but we have COVID. It's a, it's not an easy life for a musician, especially if you finally hit it. You know, you know, the dream is to hit it as a musician. It's almost impossible to hit the dream. And so I can imagine they see you with Megan Fox. They see you, uh, you know, doing well. You're hanging out with Pete Davidson and right away they'll go, Oh, this guy, you know, he doesn't have the credibility. Meanwhile, they don't even know when you were a kid, you won the Apollo. You went to the Apollo and won twice, right? Yeah, yeah. $45, my first check. I was the first rapper to win at the Apollo. But you know what it is? It's convenient amnesia. Right. Like, yeah. like no, you don't have credibility. But why, though? Because what did you, you forgot? And some of it blows my mind because it's journalists that, like, create this narrative. And I'm like, but your job is to do the research. It's almost, it's weird. Like, what are you researching? Like tabloids, like research well, the facts, dude. This, and, and it was get away from clickbait material and actually start putting real journalism back in. I won't say this magazine. It, it was a very respectable magazine to me at one point in history, but like, holy shit. Like the, the, the stuff that they put out about me is I'm just, I can't figure out like if what, if I'm reading the grocery store magazines or if it's this, magazine that's supposed to like promote music and like things that are like culture defining and uh, it uh, is i imagine like, it's fresh yeah go ahead i just don't i think you can't fight what the people are choosing like when you see narratives I, I this this blew my mind more than anything the other day right like the album comes out and like projections are um being put out by uh, accounts they're like oh mgk is projected to get number one and then all of a sudden everyone like is mad that the album's doing well so they're like mgk buys his streams i don't <laughs> I, it's it's like dude i i have the exact same team we're all like just dropouts from like ohio no one knows any we, we don't know how to do like it, we would have been doing this six albums ago like you know what i mean we've never have if we had that type of power and like it just blows my mind because simultaneously we put concert tickets on sale and Madison Square Garden sells out in a day. And it's like, right. well, what are those? Like just mannequins buying tickets? Like what are those fake fucking people? Like did, did we buy all of Madison Square Garden too? I guess you got to come to see, come to see if we're the only people there. It's I assume. Just, it, like it's just like, let it 
be just let it be man the people have spoken like you can't beat the people it's 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 in 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 the history like uh tyrants don't win and like there's this like community of people who relate on hating which bums me out but like whatever you need to feel like you belong to something but the masses they don't agree and your your rules and your vindictive like ways they it's it's coming to an end you have to stop because also i have thick skin right i, I actually i don't but i have a great team of people who i can go and like you know i can really be vulnerable with and be like wow like what they're saying really hurts me but the the next person after me might not have that team I've actually never met anyone with a with a team as 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 deeply invested in in something as 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 mine. So the next person coming up, like, be kind, man. Be careful because they might not have the same thick skin. And we've watched people take their lives over and over again because you make them sad, and because we watch what you say about us, and we watch the fact that it's like you review this album as if what, what is this a money ploy? Like I I haven't been I haven't had money my whole my whole life since things broke apart right like as a kid it was all right and then i got to a teenager and everything it went away and i dude i was a, I, I was working at a fast food restaurant sharing a studio apartment with this dude with our beds so close that we could reach out and it's on his chest like i it's it's it, it, it I, I don't need money i just make music because i i'm so passionate about it and like the way that the narrative is flipped to seem like you know i dude i didn't even want to call the album mainstream sellout i don't I say it just to to take the to take the power away because i know that you won't look at the music for what it is i know you won't look at those lyrics i've been crying out for help for 10 years no one gives a fuck except for the people that i have around me and it kills me that it would be like seen as this uh an album of cliches or an album of it dude it's music and i'm a human this isn't a pop machine this isn't right. uh uh this isn't a, a late it's like dude i'm six albums and we've never been nominated for a grammy we we we've never we've never seen the accolade those things just started even happening like awards and accolades. dude we do this for the fan the people man like we do this because when we walk out there on the stage there's someone crying like yo like i needed this you you yeah. uh, it's it's just it's just I, I ask you to be cautious for other artists after me because i can take it i don't want to it hurts me but there's someone who's going to come after me that you're going to drive insane yeah i, I, I mean, mean I, I i do it with I, you know and thank god i have a friend like pete who when we, we seem to go through the same thing on a public level a lot and like i can call him and be like you know, we can either laugh about it or we can be mad about it or we can, you know, be confused about it. But please, man, like it's it's like to tread carefully with these words that people are so casually throwing around. I mean, look, man, jokes and stuff, they're funny. But, you know, when you're really dehumanizing someone and being like. Yeah, heartless, like you, you, you got to realize that that somebody's hearing it. And it, it, it's uh, if if you respect somebody's life, right, their actual like physical being like them being here, like 
let, let them live, man. And also, if you don't agree with someone, dude, let this, that's why we, that's why we have a lifespan. You can grow. I don't agree with a lot of the things that I've said. I don't agree with a lot of the things that I've done. Like, let me grow though. Judge me on who I am now. Does that not, is, is that, is that not the, the points of, everything that we're taught right that's the that's what the word growing is what do you, you don't just your body doesn't isn't the only thing that grows my cells reproduce every seven years i'm literally a completely different human than i was at whatever 31 minus seven is i don't even know but don't ask me I'm literally a different human so i like like allow me to grow allow everyone to grow give them give them room dude Kills well, me. it's interesting what you say because uh, artists entertain us. I mean, I love music. It's uh, it is. I love musicians, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I, I saw a, a, an example of this directed toward you. I got a little pissed off on your behalf. I saw a guy post a video which you acknowledged. The guy was accusing you of not really playing your guitar. That you had a kill switch on your guitar. That the other musicians were somehow playing for you. And I saw how you handled it. You played his video and you called him out on it and said, what do you mean I'm not fucking playing my guitar? Of course I'm playing my guitar. And if you knew anything about a kill switch, you'd know that uh, you're, you're, you're looking at something upside down. The guy did apologize. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm lying. But this guy wanted to destroy you by saying you're not even a guitar player. He was challenging yeah. you. It's, it's, yeah. it, but you dealt with it very well, I thought. You know, you could have ignored it, but you, you kind of dealt with it head on. And that's why I thought of you with this Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, because I was like, I don't know. Based on what I can see of you, I think if Will Smith had come up to bitch slap you, you would have fucking knocked his his ass right on the ground. I believe that. I do. I think you would have. I I love Will. Actually, he 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 and Jada had a really deep conversation with me a, a month ago about about being a father. So I um I I I I love Will and I love his family a lot. You know, I, Willow is actually on the album, so I mean, I, I have nothing negative to say at all about. I love that song you do with her emo girl, uh, yeah, yeah. and she looks great in the video too. She's got a great look. The two of you together look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, the video's she, compelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah very Thank good. You. No, and I don't even mean to say uh, directly Will Smith. Uh, you'd knock him up. But in other words, you wouldn't take shit from anybody. I kind of get that feeling. You kind of confront people who give you shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, but I, you know, was was he not? Was was Will also not? You know, defending him, de de defending his family, and being like, I'm not taking shit. I, I actually yeah, don't want to get into that. I I I, 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 I really res I really really respect Will, and I, I think I I I love him a lot as a as a human being and as a mentor for even that conversation that he and Jada had with me. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other time I thought about you was uh, the death of Taylor Hawkins. I know you had seen him a few nights before. Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, the drummer who just yeah, two, died. He's two been nights on my, before, actually. He's been on my show a million times and uh, mm. love this guy. He's, uh, you know, just another good-hearted soul. Great musician, true. Um, you know, amazing voice musician. too. Even, you know, I know we know him from the drums, but has an amazing voice, too, actually. You know, for, for, for his kids... Um, when they grow up, if, if, if they ever see this, I actually, I actually would like to just speak to them for a second about Taylor. I want to share, I want to share a story about what happened two nights before when we were in Paraguay and um, a monsoon happened essentially. And 
our shows got canceled and it, it sucked because I actually woke up and we went to soundcheck that day. It's like an hour drive. We went super early because that day was the day that the Foo Fighters were playing on, with us on the same stage. And I had texted Dave and he was like, yes, I'm going to come watch the show. And they've never seen the show. And Dave and I have had a few interactions, same with Taylor and I. And that was the day, like, oh, my God, the Foo Fighters are going to come watch our show. So we went to Soundcheck just to, like, sharpen up. And we had built uh, an actual, we, we built stay, uh, speakers uh, just so that they, when they're watching from the side, they could hear the, the show fully. And we were so excited, man. And um, the rain came, and I saw lightning start happening. And I was like, oh, my God, get a call the show's canceled that's our show and the Foo Fighters show so it, it's canceled and uh I'm texting Dave and we're super bummed um uh, he's like well you know come come over to the hotel or we're gonna shut the rooftop down and we'll have some drinks and we end up going over there and you know I look at us in the lobby and I see we're like 20 deep so it's a lot of us and I'm like oh god I don't know like how they're going to feel when we all come up there, all this stuff like that. I don't know if it's mellow or if they're going to be like, oh, why did you, why are you so many people? And I walked up and we got out the elevator, all 20 of us. And Taylor, Dave, the whole Foo Fighters team. And, 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 but specifically Taylor, he went up to every single one of us and gave us each our moment like every single one of us man like down to my to to to, to dude like dude my assistant they were relating over oh you're from topanga oh, i'm from Topanga. it was just like dude he is oh he's such a beautiful soul man and he i remember he was talking to me about um i played tommy in the in the motley movie and he was talking to me about how he was at the premiere and and he was like, oh, man, the way you did Tommy's mannerisms, like, oh, he's he's the man, huh? And we were just relating on that. And he was, uh, dude, he was so proud of his kids. And he was so, like, he would do, he was so bright. Like, he, he came to all of us. And we were watching, we were tripping out, right? Like, we were looking at him go through the bar, like, through, through this glass. And he, at, dude, he stopped at every single person. Man, he was a beautiful and, and guy. Gave his heart, man. And I, uh, that's a great story. I just want to say, like, to his kids, like, your father, when we left there, you know, like, the, the kids and us came out. We were just like, this is the greatest night of our life. Like, these legends, like, and, and the last thing that he had said, and my drummer was, we were tripping out over it. He was just like the last thing that he had said to him. He was like, I'm just so bummed. I didn't get to see you guys play. And mm. wow. I, uh, I, I really want to, I really want to thank him and let his kids know that he made us feel in a time where the outside world outside of the fans and outside like the, the outside world was really coming in hard on us. And he made us, feel so confident in ourselves and loved and your father is a great great man and we were all lucky to know him and um we all appreciate that night more than anyone will ever know that was that was a dream for us yeah i hear you I, in other words mm -hmm. 
when the outside world is beating you up and you're taking a lot of shit like you were just talking about, when a guy that accomplished, and he's in the Foo Fighters, one of the biggest bands in the world, gives you, you know, that nod and says, hey, you're worthy, you know, you're one of us. Yeah. It changes everything. Changes everything yeah. for you. Yeah. Makes it all seem worthwhile. Yeah. I can see how moved you are by that. And I was even thinking on your new album, you even did a song to your kids, right? Like you saying like, hey, listen to this song. If something should ever happen to me, to your kid, I yeah. mean. Yeah. I thought that was pretty heavy, you know. And uh, Thank you. But in, in, in light of Taylor, and I was kind of, you know, I was really affected by his death. I really was upset. And because um, I, you know, I got to know him a bit and I and I had the same feeling you did. And then, you know, I, I would think, too, with the drugs and everything, I didn't know anything about his drug. I knew that he had had some trouble back in the day with heroin or whatever. Is that sort of a wake up call to you, too? Is that one of the things that will keep you from doing anything heavy again? Um, just out, out of respect for his spirit, like I, I, I don't even like associate those two with you. Him. Don't I just think I think he. I, I just, I, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it was his time to transition, I guess. And um, well, you were saying, like you said, you and Megan went and did ayahuasca. That's mm. a pretty fucking intense experience. Was that something worth doing? Or, um, cause I, I know when like Robin did it, she was vomiting and she had diarrhea at the same time. It was like crazy shit. Can you mm. actually learn something about yourself from ayahuasca or do you think it's just a waste of time? After definitely, definitely. There was this one, there was this one lifetime. I, on the third night, I lived three lifetimes. This one lifetime it was really interesting. It was in the, it was in the middle. Um, they also tell you, you know, they, they tell you to bring something to ground you, right? My, so I brought a crystal and it was around my neck. And, uh, there was the second lifetime that I lived in this, in this trip on the third night was, uh, I was, a a panhandler on the street. I was a beggar and in my hand, I had this crystal and I kept offering it to people just as energy. I kept, I kept saying like, you know, like, please take this, take this good energy. Um, like, I want you to have it. And they couldn't see that it was a crystal. They just saw it as me with, like, a, a bowl asking for change. Like, just begging. And I lived my whole life lonely and begging on the street. And I had, in my hands, love. But all they saw was a beggar. It makes perfect sense for me to you for you to have a vision like that. You had a beg for your father. But here's what I interpret that as, and I'm playing psychiatrist now. Of course, you'd have a vision like that. You had to beg your father for love. In, in, in a sense, you were looking for a mother. And in a way, as a little kid, you probably felt like, can't somebody give me something? I'm out here begging you. Somebody give me something. Does yeah. that make sense to you? Uh, I actually never interpreted that one. I always spent time on the other ones. That one, I, I never thought about like that. I, it was almost like I was. It was ironic. I was kind of like looking down on the world, being like, "Oh, how could you see that person like that and not see that he was offering love instead of begging?" But I, yeah, that's a good, it's a good way to interpret it. As a person who's done ayahuasca, there's yeah. another way to look at it. Yeah, that this was a choice. 
for you. You could live your life that way. Or you could choose another path. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red or blue pill. Mm-hmm. Hey, so and Megan went too, right? Did she have a heavy experience as well? Yeah, second night is real heavy, yeah. Do you recommend this kind of thing, ayahuasca? I mean, it would scare the shit out of me. I'm I don't I don't even I don't even I do. do well with weed. I do. And you know what? I uh, I think that we owe so much respect to the forest and the earth in general. Like there's so many answers um in what already exists and we bypass it because we're made to seem like oh it's crazy or it's witchcraft or these these things that i really really encourage you know at at the very least i encourage you to at least if there is anyone out there listening like there's um i watched this movie it was called the last forest i believe and it was about the yonamami tribe and what we're doing to these people and i and i I, it also is relevant because i just came from south america and just witnessed like how just like how much love and care the people there have even after all this destruction that we've caused like all this deforestation all the cutting down dude that we've poisoned their waters like their rivers with mercury man like we've killed tens of thousands of these people for gold prospecting for for land for tree it's it's not ours right it's not ours like it's theirs like how when is it enough it's just like and 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 they still take us into their homes and they heal us i was not around people that looked like me i was with peruvian shaman who don't speak english who are looking at me with my tattoos and my bleached hair and my jewelry and, 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 and being like, I I don't, I don't judge. I don't see you for anything other as the soul that needs to be fixed. And I'm going to do that. Even though people that look like me have probably came and ravaged their land. Right. For hundreds of years. Like, so, that fucks me up that they would still give us love and we can't even just let them live and we're killing their culture and that culture is like saving people like me it's saving us right like and we're killing their culture i went i went to an island one time and i said i said do you guys believe in magic and they said we used to and i said well what happened and they said essentially like your people came and took and, and put your religions on us and took it away. And I don't want the magic to leave because in a world where there's so much harsh reality, I, I, we need magic. We need the magic and we need to, we need to go back to our, to our ways of respecting our lands and respecting our cultures and no. respecting each other as people. And speaking of magic, when is the wedding? And am I getting invited? Uh, you know, <laughs> you're absolutely I invited. I I'm invited. You're absolutely invited. Yeah, I, I don't have wed- I don't have dates or any of that stuff. Just um, is it going to be wild? Is it going to be like the kick-ass fucking wedding, or is it going to be low-key? Uh. 
two halves have two different opinions. Oh. But we're going. <laughs> There's an argument. We're, go, we're, we're going. No, no, not at all. No, not two different opinions. I think, no. Right, right. Um, I should say. Will Pete Davidson be your best man? I believe he will be. I, I think, I think my, I think my side is going to, is going to be, um, an art is going to be an army of few. I have, I have so many, uh, uh, close and best friends that have been with me for all these years. But yeah, I think Pete's absolutely going to be standing there with me. And, you know, we, we should just mic him just for commentary anyway. <laughs> oh, it's funny. What was it I was reading about? You talk about, be- you know, I don't have like best friends like you do. I mean, and, 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 and I'm envious of this because like you and Pete went to see Dave Chappelle. Chappelle says, oh, shit, my mom's birthday is uh, happening. I forgot all about it. Chappelle takes you guys over to his mom's birthday party. You guys all party with his mom and everyone's smoking weed, even the mom. And then didn't you and and Pete get in a car and go on a road trip together? I mean, this sounds like the greatest bromance of the fucking uh, of the year. I mean, it's it's a bromance with this guy. It's unbelievable, right? Yeah. Shit. It's great. It's it is it is it is. It's, uh, I was blessed. Like he came into my life. We both came into each other's life at the right time. Right? And, and, we always. And, and, and what do you make of him with Kim Kardashian? This this is even a bigger thing. This sounds like uh, so yeah, much so fun to me. Him. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy for him. We, I, but, I actually have, I actually have a big regret. <laughs> I have to. Uh, well, actually, I don't want to share the story, but um, <laughs> share this story, please. I'm begging you because I can't imagine how much fun this all must be with you and and, and Megan and and Kim and Pete and road trips and chicks. It's fucking great. Well, no, I think that the story in, in, in the short version is I was like, I was like, you know, we rented out a theater, we making Kim, he went to see a movie. Um, and I was like vouching for this movie so hard. I was like, it's going to be the best movie you've ever seen. I kept like, <laughs> I kept like leaning over, like even like as the previews were starting, I was like, just, just dude, I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to watch. And like, dude, we got 10 minutes into the movie. You ever just, you ever just have that moment where you're like, we shouldn't be here. Like, <laughs> I was just like, why, what was the why movie? I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say the movie. Oh, you rented a theater. Now, even that sounds like great hijinks. You and Pete rent a, a theater for your women so you guys can see the movie on your own. Mm. And of course, you get blamed for the shitty movie. But, uh, no, I was just, I, I, it was more like we were all just laughing at how, like, I get very kiddish sometimes. I'm always like, ah, like, I guess when I'm excited, I get excited. And, um, I was when just, you're, when the world is shitting on you and I you feel like, words. yeah, but let, let me ask you this. When the world is shitting on you and you feel like shit, you know, all I'm trying to do is entertain people and people are giving you shit like the guitar guy who's telling you you don't really play guitar or a fan is just being abusive. Uh, people in your life you described are there for you, which I, I think is great because you, what you, you do need that. Are you there for Pete when people are shitting on him, when Kanye's involved oh, totally, and yelling? Totally. So, totally. so, so, so I, I got so, thrown in that too, oddly enough, but you know, I like, yeah, for sure. We're, we're, we're but you know, what, at the end of the day, man, we're, we're, we're young men trying to find our place in the world and figuring it out. And it doesn't really help when you got a, a million voices, you know, ripping you apart or telling you you're doing this wrong or this wrong it's just like you know we're all just figuring it out man this is life and it ain't and, easy and, 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 and we love everybody man we we have so much love that it 
you know, we it's 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 almost like if we need to be the vessels for people's anger, then you know, so be it. That must be why we're here, you know. But I, I do hope that they can feel our spirit and see that you know we're, we're that we love you though. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was odd that Kanye was upset that uh, his daughter was singing um, um, uh, the 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 um, the emo. The, I'm in love with an emo girl. He was upset about it. It's like everyone's at war. It's like constant. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, but if the music makes her happy and makes our kids happy, you know, that's and it's, and it's a good song. That's, that's that's the right that you have as a kid, you know, to enjoy what you enjoy. All right, and, let's and talk it's our a little bit. As music. parents, to guide them and let the, you know, so but. You know, I would support it if it was something negative, like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, we shouldn't, you know, the kids shouldn't listen. But, you know, it's all it's all positive and it's all love and it's just an expression of a, of a lifestyle and, you know, and it's, a, it's a, yeah. Let me ask you, what did you just light up? Is that a, is that weed? This is a cigarette, a roll, a roll. Oh, a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about that. When I was watching you, I love there's a video of you performing with Avril Lavigne. You were on stage with her, and I love the chemistry between the two of you. Kind of made sense. Yeah. And I saw you was you you were smoking during it. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. weed or a cigarette. Doesn't that fuck your voice up? Or is it, I mean, whenever I would smoke weed, it would fuck my throat up. It would always make it kind of um, uh, you know, like it was it was burning. Yeah. As a singer, but, you know, yeah. you you go from you you. you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you know, I'm not here to say I wasn't. But you, you, you know, with those great voices that we're blessed to have in this generation, like the Lauren Hills or the Adele's and stuff like, I wasn't born with that, right? I don't even know why people bother to be like, oh, singing. It's like, you know, I'm not a singer. I'm a songwriter. Like I'm a lyricist. My lyrics are what matter. I never cared how Kurt or or how Tom York or how any of them like the 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 vocal range. I just cared about the lyrics that they were saying. It's the right. same with rap, you know, like that was why I thought DMX was so prolific. I was like, the words you're saying, I don't care how you, you know, the voice, it, it gets me, that growl, it gets me, but it's the lyrics, you know, like, and, and Nick will tell you, he's in the studio with me all the time. It's like, I, I'll, I'll say a line sometimes and he's like, whoa, we're not freaking out about how I sang it. I'm not a, you know, I have to perform on this show. I'm not, I'm not, it's not, I'm not, it's not going to, my vocal range isn't. It isn't top tier, but my the songwriting is 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 everything. That's what that's what matters the most to me. And honestly, it's my emotion, my passion for it. That's what like it it, it you can't deny that it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you, reap but let me ask you this: of my like, body. like when I think about great singers, and I and I said, well, you know, I wish I could sing. I wish I could be in a band like what you guys are doing. I I often say, if I could sing like anybody, it would either be Stevie Wonder or Prince. To me, those two. Dudes have best. voices that are yes. they're, they're mind blowing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stevie yeah. Wonder's vocal range. Is there someone when you're when you're in a studio and you say, "Shit, I'm not happy with my voice. This is who I wish I could sound like." Who who would that be for you? You named them for sure. I mean, Prince is absolutely like the prototype. That's like wow. But there's also people that I love. Andre 3000. I love like I love. I love his lyrics. I love his delivery. I love his voice. I love his where is his he style. He's I, I, you never flute seen somewhere being awesome, not caring yeah. about what anyone says about him. I, you know what? I should take a page out of his book. He's like, you know what's so cool about Megan? She doesn't read anything that people say. Really? Yes, dude. Her her world. She's like, I am happy. I am. You know that's why she gets mad at me all the time. She'll roll over, see me in the bed. I'm like, 
looking at my phone. I'm like, oh, I can't believe this. This is like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I did, but it's, it, it, it's, you know, what's interesting. I was on Kimmel earlier today. Um, and because it's still the same day for me because you are up at the most insane hours I've ever had. <laughs> I know. So it's, you it's haven't yesterday, got to sleep. still to me. This right. is and yesterday to you. Yeah. I yeah. put a mustache on and a wig on. They're like, you're going to walk down Hollywood Boulevard and ask everybody how they feel about Machine Gun Kelly. And I was like, oh my God. Don't now, do I it. I don't know what they're going to cut and use in this piece, but right. we had to go to so many people just to get one person to have one hateful comment. And it wasn't even oh. a hateful comment. It almost was like the, the it was like the harshest thing that someone said. I, I might be blanking. There might have been a harsher one, but the harsh thing was like, you know, she was like trying too hard and like, you know, want to be blonde. And I was like, oh, so he's not blonde. She was like, no. <laughs> and I, it's hilarious because I'm like, I was born the most platinum blonde kid you could imagine. Right. Like it was the, it was so right. blonde. It looked like I was bald until I was like five. But it was like, dude, it, the Internet is just a room. It's a fake room. Yes. Like even if you see 20,000 people agreeing on something like, yeah, fuck that dude. That is like a point zero one percent of the seven so why, eight billion people. Why are you reading this stuff? Why don't you I be don't like know. Megan? You sound like her. I don't know. I don't know. Because you know why? Because I still want to connect with those who have. I give my energy. Your your conscious. It it, it 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 the seed that you put in your conscious is what grows, right? So like, I need to change and shift my direction, which is what I've been doing. Of being like, I only see the love, and the love is you what see. I'm going to. It, you're you seeking know, approval. You're seeking approval from a bunch of trolls who are never gonna ever. Uh, you no, know, I, when I got into like my career, when I got in my career early on, every article they didn't have the internet back then, but every article was that I suck and that uh, my I remember career I watched, will be. I watched the movie. I remember your journey. It's amazing to see. You know, and what's crazy is that you're a great, you're a great journalist. You're a great music critic. You're you have you have, you have very. Unique well, style. You. I mean, there's a reason why you're at where you're at, man. It's it's also it's a reason why we're so you know honored when we get the invite. Like, oh, come on the show and talk. We're like, oh yeah, absolutely. I would love to I'd speak love to someone you. who really sees it. You know, who who can be like, oh, I didn't agree with this, but I I do agree with this. And I'm not asking for it to all be positive because not, not everything we do is great. But give me a quick rundown on this. I'm going to play a couple of your favorite bands. Tell me why they're great. You ready? Listen to this. Corn. Why do we love corn? Why are they? Why is corn so great? Fifth grade. This video, I believe, there was a bullet flying through the air. And I remember right. this music video. I had a friend, and he was freaking out about. It. He was like, "You have to see this." And then we watched them the the live at Woodstock video, and he just sat there with his mic like this, and the song "Blind" came on, and it, and you're just like, "What?" And then. And then it drops, and you're just like, and dude, they did it, dude. I it, it was just raw. It was just like it was like it was a, it was a culture shift. Like this, like this, this, this. I don't know if you would consider corn new metal, or if you would consider. I don't know what it was. It was just the fact that I don't even know what it was was just why it was so cool. And their name, it was the so logo, new. Everything. It was just like whoa. It, it was. It was new. Yeah. It, yeah, was it was different. New. All right, ready. Biscuit. We love with them, those right? guys, actually. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For What's sure. it like tour to tour with, with Limp Biscuit? What's it like to tour with guys who you grew up loving, and then all of a sudden you get that acceptance? Uh, I mean, it must have been mind blowing. 
Oh, it was so cool. And like, what was cool is he would be like, anytime you want to hop on stage, you, you just come up on our set and do it. And every night I would go up and I would do a different song and I do the lyrics to all of them. And one time I went up in a chicken suit and like, they were all freaking out. Like, who is this chicken? And it was me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what turned me on? I got to bring this up. Then I want you to perform because people want to hear your songs. Um, I was watching the Video Music Awards and Megan came out to introduce you. Mm-hmm. And she referred to you as daddy. I said, that's hot. Now that's fucking hot. I, I mean, I wish my wife would call me daddy. You know, in a, in a sexual kind of way, not like in a literal way. But I thought that was the hottest thing. I wanted to marry her right then and there. Yeah. Is that something yeah. she does at home? Does she say to you, daddy? Absolutely. I fucking love that. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. You have no idea how I love that. That's love. You're blessed. Yeah. You're blessed. Yeah, sure. And by the way, Megan said, uh, these are our baby daddies coming out, which indicates, dude, you're going to have a kid with Megan. And some have speculated on the new album. They can hear the heartbeat of a baby between the two of you. Have you heard that rumor? Yeah. Give me an exclusive. Um, that's actually, uh, hmm. that was actually a, a, a very sad ode that we had given to something that had happened with us. So that was, that was kind of like a, a thing I put in there just for her. I tried to make that song. Um, over uh-huh. and over again, many times, right? I try to make it something that would really live as a love letter for us to, to mark a point in time. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Those cigarettes you're smoking, they're, what are they? That's a brand. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's no brand. It's actually, it was, it was grown by, um, Native Americans, it's, it's pure tobacco leaf, so none of the carcinogens or any of that stuff. It's just Jesus, you even have cool that. cigarettes. Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck. Uh, you know, I, I cigarettes, I like... cigarettes grown by Native Americans? Jesus. I got to hang with you a little well, bit. Well, they didn't grow the cigarettes, Howard. They grew the tobacco. No, they grew tobacco. I mean, I got to get in on this, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking uncool, man. It's like, it's... <laughs> what's the next cool thing i mean really what what's the cool <laughs> the next cool thing yeah what is the thing that i should be doing cool me up a bit mm, i'll uh I'll, I'll roll one of these up for you and leave it you can <laughs> put your intentions into it and see see what comes out it's very cool. grounding you know yeah, I should say to somebody, yeah, yeah, man. I don't smoke regular cigarettes like you guys do. I smoke fucking Native American grown tobacco. Jesus Christ. I don't even know how you get that. I don't even know how to score that. It, it was a process. No, you'd have to I, talk I, to it, a Native American. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I'd have to leave my house, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. The band is here. We got. Let me introduce the boys here. We're sitting here next to Machine Gun Kelly. They've been very patient with me. Yeah, I, got Steve. I don't know how my voice is going to fare at this point. <laughs> You'll be fine. We'll try something, yeah. You'll be fine. We're gonna put, first of all, we're going to hear 5150 from the new album. 
And uh, 5150, of course, I should let you, it refers to, uh, it's a psychiatric uh, kind of thing, right? 5150. Yeah. I rem- yeah. Means uh, you're in bad shape. Yeah. You know, in layman's terms, it kind of just means you're crazy. Right. You've never had someone do a 5150 on you, right? This is not a literal song. This is a fantasy. Thank God. We got close a couple of times, but. Really? Is that yeah? On was you? A lot of times I was bent out of shape. That I was really, you know, people were just kind of questioning like my sanity. I think like, uh, but a, a lot of this stuff again, like I keep, I keep to myself. I don't really involve the world in it. So um, because fifty one fifty is fifty one fifty is the California code for detention of the mentally disordered people. Right? That's basically the definition of it. And yeah. you're saying there were people in your lives who were uh, in your life who were accusing you of being mentally in- incompetent, so to speak. I don't think accusing is even the word. I think it was just like it was just the way we were, you know. They, they, they were they were just for sure. I don't. So this song is a fantasy, right? In other words, you're saying, "Hey, it's in a relationship." You're telling the woman or your partner to get the hell away from you because you're 5150. Do I have this oh, right? Everybody, like everybody, right. right? It was just like, oh, just... And, you know, I, I see people, you know, saying like, oh, these are, you know, toxic lyrics and stuff throughout the album, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a journal. It's, it's like, it's passion. It's self-expression, um, right. you know, and, and things have been said... You know the beat. You, you know the Beatles. They made songs that what was so genius about them was that they they made songs that they they they've said so many of the ways to say things already. Right now, this many generations later, with all the songs that have been made, right, millions of songs. Like we we have to. That's why I love rap so much right now because the way that they're telling stories right now are so intense. They're so right. like they, because all the, all the normal ways to say things have been said. And now they're like they're taking it to the next level and they're saying things and this very intense storytelling as a songwriter does it intimidate you that every like sometimes you could sit down and say you know what the beatles have already done it everyone's already done it everyone's written every fucking song there is to write do you ever sit there and go shit how can i come up with one new song is it is absolutely yeah it's got to be mind-blowing right when you're sitting in a room by yourself saying i'm gonna go now make up a new song that no one's ever heard before yeah, it's uh, it's an intimidating process, right? Was this album like difficult to give birth to? I mean, did this take like your whole life up? No, no, this one, this one again, like just because it was happening in real time, it all felt pretty easy. No kidding. F- felt fluid. Yeah. Uh, did I introduce the band? I'm sorry. I cut, I cut you. All up. right. Here we got Steven on bass. Right, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We've got uh, we got Rook who's playing drums. And then we got Slim, whose real name is Brandon Allen, on the keyboards back there, who used to be nice. Machine Gun Kelly's uh, roommate. What? So you've seen Machine Gun Kelly naked, is that correct, uh, Slim? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was he impressive? Uh, you were shocked <laughs> by this guy's uh, package uh, when you saw it the first time. Tell us. Give us a uh, give us some insight into that. <laughs> You were not impressed. You were not impressed. All right. Well, listen, we can't all be like, I got nothing. I got mushroom. I, I got that. mushroom cock, pal. So uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anyone to talk. Slim, what was Machine Gun Kelly like as a roommate? Was he sloppy? Was this guy orderly? What, what, what were your complaints and what were the advantages? Uh, definitely sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, he, he was a pretty good roommate. I remember I used to, he used to, um, when he was working at Chipotle, um, he was also in community college. And I remember I used to, our beds was like so close to each other. So I used to wake him up every morning because I would go work at my corner store job. And I'd be like, yo, you going to go to school today? You going to school today? He'd be like, put that blanket right over like, no, like, man. I'm like, all right, peace out. <laughs> would, would Machine Gun uh, get you um, uh, free Chipotle or was he stingy with that? Or would he ever get you Chipotle? Uh, I think they only granted me like one meal. <laughs> yeah, Chipotle was actually tight. Home. You always brought the food and the soap. Yeah, I would bring like, you know, food home from work, soap, you know, like random shit. And what would you have to, when, when, when Machine Gun Kelly would meet a chick and of course, uh, you know, everyone <laughs> needs their privacy. Would you leave the the, the uh, room for a while because you guys shared a room? Would you give him his privacy or would you just lay there and say, okay, go do your thing? <laughs> Oh no no no! I I I dip out for a second, let him do his thing, and that, 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 just just a second. Yeah, that's all you need. Was there all a right, signal, well. or did you walk in, or what was going yeah. on? Did you guys hang underpants on the door to let the guy know that? Uh, I mean, uh, it must have been great. Nah, you just you just read the room, you get it. <laughs> right, right, right. And he was respectful of you when you had a woman there. He would uh, he would make no, 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 no. He no, walked in usually. No, no, he was not. Respectful. I was re- you mean, you mean, yes, I was respectful. That's what you're. Oh, sometimes, you know, you would be knocking on the door, joking, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy <laughs> shit. Just, just like, <laughs> screaming outside the door. Uh, funny yeah, that shit. Funny. Would that annoy you? I mean, you lived with Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, the yeah, fact oh, yeah, that you were banging, you were, you were, you know, it's hard enough to get, the, get a woman excited. And then this guy's banging on the door. I mean, it's, it's rude, isn't it? <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But he'll, I'm sure he'll apologize later. Uh, over on guitar is uh, Justin, Justin Lyons. Justin, how many years did it take to become a musician on a master level? How many years do I have to practice before I can get as good as you? Oh, man. Um, every day. Every, every day. day. Every day. And you play every day. Do- yeah, I do. Even just for myself, for my own heart, just for my own expressions. If I'm feeling low, man. I go play Who is the greatest guitar player that ever lived in your estimation? To me, uh, yeah. I would like to say Prince. Prince. When that conversation Prince. came up. That's one of my favorite Prince. people. That get, yeah. I had a crazy feel, experience with that. Uh, what do you mean a crazy experience with that? Well, the night. Okay. So I didn't go to, I didn't go to sleep or anything, um, listening to any Prince music or hearing anything about Prince. But the night that he passed, I had a dream. I was in the clouds and I was in someone's bosom. They were holding me. And as I removed myself from being held, I looked back and it was Prince and then Mm. he vanished. The next morning, Mm. my homie called me and said, bro, did you hear the news? Said what? Prince died, bro. I was like, no way. And for whatever that meant, that was very special to me, you know? Yeah, one of, one of the greatest eight? guitar solos I've seen was the, that Rock Hall performance that he did when uh, they were doing When My Guitar Gently Weeps with Tom Petty. Yes. Um, yes. And like, like the Rock and Roll Hall of the Fame. the precision that he did, the swag he had when he hit those harmonics too, like, ding, ding, mm-hmm. like oh my God, yep. he threw his guitar up and no one knew where it, know where it went. And like, he, just, he was, and then you could just tell there were certain moments when like, he was just playing when he wasn't supposed to be playing, but he was just like, you can't stop yeah, this yeah, train. Yeah. Like the, and the Tom Petty what had is no it, choice but to just be like. What is about that video? I've watched that video 
maybe 500 times. Me too. I'm not a guitar player, but I recognize how great that is. When you, when you, um, is there a, when you were learning guitar, when you were sitting there becoming on your way to a master musician, is there a Prince riff or something that you would practice over and over again and say, I got to get this right? Justin. No, no. Um, I practiced a lot to BB King growing up as a kid. Uh, my mom bought me my first cassette tape and it was the thrill is gone. And being, you know, growing up in church, having a, a Christian background in church, it's just blues influenced, you know. So I, I listened to a mostly B.B. King growing up. What's and a warm-up riff you do? What is a riff you do from B.B. King? Do you mind playing a little bit? I'd love to hear it. That's good. Yeah, he was so relaxed, right? Yeah, yeah. So And that thing that he does, been so lonesome, baby, ever since the day, ever since mm -hmm. the day that you've been gone. <laughs> Shit. Did you name your guitar Lucille, or are you not, uh, you're not into that? <laughs> uh, nah, nah, I didn't go that yeah, far. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, well, listen, you guys, I can't wait to hear 5150. This is from the new album, Machine Gun Kelly with his band of excellent musicians. Check, check, hey, hey. Bruises don't heal overnight. I'm a few sips from pulling the trigger. Self abusive on the borderline. If have you be my great digger.
confess while you said this Yeah, I confess, I confess, I was jealous It's time to confess, confess while you said this Okay, I confess, I confess, I'm a narcissist Fifty-one fifty. Damn! Very nice, boys. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. You say you're a heartless, jealous, and a narcissist. It's harsh yeah, words. Nar- narcissist for sure. Trying to get out of that, but yeah. Don't we all have to be a little bit of a narcissist if we're in show business? Seriously, I mean, I you think know. so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what keeps it pushing on to new heights what's that coat you're wearing man you fucking look good Jesus oh thank Christ. you it's a, it's a dolce that, gabbana coat do you get that stuff for free i mean uh, i'm actually the, get hooked up like i could do that i'm actually the face of dolce for this year so i'll uh don't know really that yeah i don't know how that that happened but uh, let me understand this mr dolce and mr gabbana for having you some t- faith in a fuck up like me what are you talking about you, you, you got very cool clothes i gotta say uh i like your shoes i like the no socks thing i like the <laughs> pants i mean you know I, what i mean I'm, i woke up i, I forgot my socks uh the, the, it's not on purpose but yeah. dude i'm i'm thinking of going i'm thinking of going to no socks too you're gonna forget your socks <laughs> i'm thinking about you know what happened to me tell me how to deal with it I went no socks for a while. My fucking, my feet stank and my shoes stank. <laughs> my wife was like, what the fuck is with your shoes? They smell. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, it can get nasty, you know? Yeah. Your yeah, shoes smell I, or, or like. No, you, no, you, I actually you know? don't. I don't, I don't, I don't like sweat much and I don't have like a, I don't really have a. Stink. A, yeah, I don't really have a stink. And that's what I heard Sounds about so you. Weird. that. No, I heard that about you, that like when you, like you were a tour bus guy, you never liked going into hotel rooms, so you would perform, yeah. stay on mm-hmm. the tour bus, all night, and you wouldn't shower until the next day, and you said, I was lucky, I, I just didn't smell. No, I, so I, I shower in the venues, like what I didn't realize when you were first, because we would, when we were first doing our tour circuits, we didn't have hotels, and the venues were so small, they didn't have showers in them, so we would shower at truck stops, you know, you pay $12 and you shower at a truck stop, but uh, when we started getting to like theaters and a little bit like bigger cap rooms and stuff, like the venues, they, they, they have showers, so you can shower in the venues. Would you go in the shower barefoot, or do you have like rubber sandals? Because my mom you always do the rubber made me... sandals. Yeah, right. She's, she's, not, you don't want... she's not wrong. You don't want to get athlete's foot. I mean, it's not yeah. very rock and roll of me, but uh, I would if I yeah, had. Doesn't band, look, I'd wear... You don't look cool for sure, but you gotta just you keep away from. Don't get the gout. <laughs> so, so you, exactly. So, tell me something. Did, so, so you're telling me 
the, the coat you're wearing now, which is quite nice, that's a freebie because you're the face of Dolce & Gabbana. Yes. And you have a deal with them where you're going to be in their ads and all that kind of stuff and model their clothing. Yes. Can you believe in show business nobody has ever approached me with this face and be the <laughs> face of their... Crazy. They're crazy. They're, it's they're crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it just sucks. Yeah. yeah, hook me up with one of those coats. Like, I'm telling you, I would look good in that, I think. The, the band... You don't do a lot of covers, and you're going to do a cover for us today. I'm excited about that. Well, we do. We do do covers. We don't. We don't. I, I've done covers my whole career. Actually, me and Slim would always argue about that. I'd always do every show we had, even if it was like a 30 minute show. I'd be like, "We got to do a cover." Like, but uh, and he's always like, "No, let's just do our music." But I was always like, "Ah, oh, we got to." I remember I would use. I used to cover Blink, which was very serendipitous that me and Travis now worked together so closely. But uh, yeah. I would always do this 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 gag where like we would play "What's My Age Again," and I would take my pants off and run around. And because at the time, you know, it was like you have to leave people that aren't coming as fans and, you know, you're doing festivals and, you know, whatever. You have to leave them with a the moment where you're like where they're like, what did I just see? And right. I would just run around like in my body. And I have I'm like I have a skinny body. It's not like I look like David Beckham in underwear, you know, so it was just like I look like Jack Skellington just like running around a, a festival field like ah, and. But it, you know, it, it, it made people come back because they were like, dude, he was crazy. I have to, we, you have to see him live. Like, you, you, you like your body, I feel, because um, I, when I was watching that Avril Lavigne video, you were wearing like a belly shirt. I could see your stomach, man. Dude, you don't have a, yeah. you don't have an ounce of fat. Do you work out a lot or are you just naturally gifted that way? I was very, uh, I, I, I don't work I very out. impressed. You don't? Don't eat much. No. Is that, the, is that, the, is that the trick to looking rock star uh, ready? You, you gotta you can't eat right is that it i don't i just not on purpose i think my diet just consists of like coffee and cigarettes it's not great you know, you know I, saw Man, this I gotta like, get ripped you should see the fucking belly and i say the me. same thing dude i'm like dude it would be wouldn't it be cool if we just want one summer we're just ripped i don't know when that summer is going to be it takes oh come on working out but you, you're wearing a belly shirt you can't do that unless you're ripped you're ripped dude don't even act like but that. But so, sometimes I do clothing just to, you know, make people talk. You know, sometimes it's just to start a conversation. Yeah, clothing to you is important, right? Sometimes I see you on a red carpet, you're wearing all pink and all this kind of stuff, and I go, wow, it's hard to pull off. You're pulling it off. That's why these guys at Dolce & Gabbana, they want the rub. They want to get a rub from you, you know what I mean? That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know, what, anyway. what does that mean? You're an influencer. They're oh, trying oh, to yeah, get, yeah. yeah, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get whatever you got into their brand. I don't think they, they, they don't need me, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm honored that they would, you know, use me as a muse, which is cool. Because even when I was there, like Mr. Dolce was like, I call you Mr. Pink. Like, yeah, do they pay you for this? Do they pay you for this? Or, did, or is it just like an honor or something? I hope you're getting like at least a million for that. You, you get paid. You get paid. It's got to be sweet. I wish I could be the face of something. They see this face, they run. Eh, fuck it. I wish I was good looking like you. Believe me. It'd be a whole different world. You would see. Yeah, yeah, you would see me. I'd be the face of everything. Anyway, why? So when you choose something to cover, it's got to be a band you respect. 
And today you're going to do a cover of a band that I love, System of a Down. I played their music all, you know, in the 90s with, uh, yeah. when I was at K-Rock and all that shit. I mean, um, uh, that's a great band, right? Great band. Yeah, we toured with it, them for a, a summer and doing these festivals in, in Europe. They were just, they blew our mind every night. We were like, whoa. They had this song called Lost in Hollywood that's just like some of the best like harmonies I've heard and the best lyrics and super relatable. Um, just their music in general. They have this song called Forest. It's so, so beautiful. It's about when Jesus went in the forest um, and God came to him and he was like, you know, why, why have you forsaken me? Why have uh, well, actually, that that's in Chop Suey, I'm sure. But like the but the song No Forest is about that, right? When he, um, God, I would need I would need Megan here to give me all the biblical references. But they I just the the it's it's very poetic writing over like the best instrumentation you could imagine. And uh, I've been a fan of them for a long time. Actually, the song that we're doing, I actually saw a UFO one time after listening to it, I had finished and I swear to God, this green orb just shot. We were in the South Pacific and this green orb just shot over me. And I was like, it, it, it dude, it was, it was right there. It was, it was crazy. But yeah, you believe I mean, in we do cover just that believe, fun. Absolutely. You believe in life? On, do you believe uh, in life 1, on other planets? You do? 100,000%. Yes. I see. That's where I differ from you. I'm opposite. I don't think, I think we were alone in the universe. That's it. There's nothing, mm. nothing out there. I'm convinced of it because these guys would have shown up already. Where the fuck are they? Ask yourself that. Want to be seen, you know? Why not? Or all, well, Wouldn't you be afraid if you looked down it, and saw us? <laughs> no. Wouldn't I, you trip? If, like, do you not trip out on the insane technology jump in the 1900s? Does that yes. not bug you out? That blows Does my it mind. Not trip you out that like planes yes. came and the internet came and and like. And 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 weapons and spacecraft and, and and visibility and like like yes. like cloaking device. Oh, dude! To me, it's like you don't just wake up and are like, "I'm inventing in a, a a a cloaking mechanism for a three ton machine." You think the aliens influenced that, and that's how yes. we took the, the the big cosmic jump? Yes. Huh? Jesus! I don't know. First of all, why won't they just show themselves to us? Why won't they land and say, you know what? We're brilliant. We're going to, you know, we, we wanted to show you that there's other people out there. What the fuck? What's their okay, problem? Well, here, here, why they, well, here why? let's just let's 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 look at the, the Let's look. Let's look. Let's put it in a, a very uh, a, a more recent thing. Right. Like I, I put out four albums that were hip hop albums and then right. I drop a pump pop punk record. And right. everyone is like, what the fuck is going on? Why would you? It's like, that, what the fuck do you think would happen if a green, gray alien showed up and was like, hey, guys, I'm here to help. Or what? It's like they couldn't even handle a, a genre. <laughs> That's true. It's like people blew it. We blew out. People blew their minds just from you switching genres. And it's what, like what that became like a topic of pop culture, like as if that's like the thing. It's like, dude, like, dude, dude. You think if I was uh, Bigfoot, I'd want to be seen to you get like a one little glimpse like, oh, how do they feel about this? If I go and like, you know, Fuck. take this. Are you kidding? Piece of if I here's, here's what I look at. it. <laughs> if I was an alien. My, my view. But listen know. to me. Tell me if I'm making sense. If I was an alien and I was like superior in everything, I want to land here. I think all the chicks I would get. Think of all the money I'd have. Think of all the fame I'd have. I mean, it'd be beautiful. I'd be worshipped by you, by by you people. I would love it. 
I don't know. But you're thinking That's... that the alien looks like Superman. How about yes. the aliens? This gray green thing with big eyes. No, he looks like uh, he looks like Kalel. Come on, Robin. <laughs> but what um, about what about all of the ancient civilizations who just have drawings of these? That's true. Animal human figures, and they're like from, and they none of them had communication to one another from Asia to, you know, to natives in Canada or to here in Nevada or Mexico or South America. And all of them have these drawings that reflect the same thing. Or is everyone just randomly combining like humans and beasts together? It's like you know, at the same time, it's like I don't know. It's you know, maybe maybe they came and went. I gotta hang with you, man. It'll be very heavy. <laughs> I got to see what's going on at that house. Yeah, I can't, I'm moving in. I can't wait All right, to see what. Oh man, I'm going to drop by one time. Interview. You wait to see when I come when I come by there. Oh, um, you're you're more than welcome anytime. I'm thank super you. Stoked to to kick it with you. Yeah, and our women will get along. I'll be like uh, Pete and Kim. I'm, I'm you know my wife's fun. Hang out by the pool. You got a pool? Oh uh, yeah. I'll hang there with you, but pull. Megan can be in her bedding suit. I'll be in mine. They gave me shit for having my pool. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember also you were a shitty neighbor because you um, you have like a motorcycle <laughs> shop in your garage. I, I remember <laughs> a lot of stuff with you. Um, so 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 when you're on tour and you're doing a, a gig now, would you have, have you ever performed aerials at a festival or anything, or is this the first time no, you're doing never, it? We've never done aerials at all. I'm like you know I'm here to, to just to just jam and see what happens. I'm, I'm again, this is great. You guys have never performed Serge's this. Serge's voice is so untouchable. It's like I just I'm just kind of here to just jam and have some fun. You asked for a cover, so we were like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I'd love to hear you guys do a cover. Yeah. By the way, if I come by your house, just so you know, uh, I eat dinner at four o'clock, so uh, that's how I roll. <laughs> it's you know? gotta be yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't go for this <laughs> wild shit. And we're in bed, lights out, seven o'clock. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Megan, yeah. all right? You tell all her right. that's how it's gonna be. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, 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 I'm an old dude. All right, listen. Let's do aerials. Let's see how it goes. You guys have never performed. Are you guys prepared to do this? Does everybody know their part? Uh, to be honest, we 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 linked up a, like two hours ago, and we're like, eh, let's just see what happens, and <laughs> played it once, and we're like, all right, we got to pack up wow. and get over there. You dudes we'll are very see. relaxed. Rook, you know what you're doing on drums? You know how to play this? Got it. You got it. All right. All right. Guys, this is a big moment. This is a, an important song, System of a Down, that this is Ariel's.
shit. You guys just threw that together or you're pulling my leg? No, we did that about, we did it like once an hour ago, packed up our shit and came. Wow. I, I you got some band there. I'd hold on to these guys. Boys, on behalf of Machine Gun Kelly, I'm giving you a nice raise. Uh, he's going to make good on this. I want you to double every man in this band's uh, salary. You understand me? Wow. I understand. Jesus. You got to do that in concert. That works. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second time we ever <laughs> played. Did it feel good? In, Did it feel good? Nick, how long did it take you to learn that whole guitar riff? I called him and well, go ahead. I call, I called him. He played it right on the phone. I'm like, oh, we sh should we do aerials? Like, we want to meet up and just do. It. He was like, oh, this. And I was like, oh god, dude. Oh, you mean you had that down right away? I I got it down fairly quick, but yeah, I mean we practiced in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> a couple hours ago, I went through it in the kitchen a couple times. I listened to it while I was driving, and then you know, I, just didn't, I was glad I didn't have to remember any lyrics other than a couple lines. <laughs> Nice. Free yeah, Chipotle yeah, for everyone, work. really. I, 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 I mean it. Does it feel good, though? Yeah, you guys just jammed out. Was that a good feeling? Oh, fuck. Of course. Yeah. I had a good yeah. feeling. We like it to be purely whatever that moment is. So, you know, while there's like musicians who are super bent on being perfect, we kind of go the opposite way. And we really want to just like be as we are. Um, the musicians that we all love, like, you know, me and Nick bond over Fugazi a lot. And like, they always just felt like super, whatever that show was, was that show. And however they played that day was, was, was perfectly perfect. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you get to be a good musician, right? You got to listen to the masters as you're growing up and you got to sit there and try to, um, uh, practice playing what they played, right? That's the key. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't have time for that, damn it. I'm busy. <laughs> but, all right. You guys sounded beautiful on that. That is, uh, that is not an oh, easy song you. to do. Not no. an easy song no. to do. Well, we're here today. So I've, left, I've kept these boys long enough. They look like they're going to pass out at any moment. <laughs> uh, the Machine Gun Kelly Band, you know? Is that what we're calling it? Machine Gun Kelly Band. Yeah, right? I think it's That's a collective, it. right? We're just, uh, we are Machine Gun Kelly is what I always say. And, yep, yeah, yep. We're we uh, a unit. We know that uh, Machine Gun Kelly has a new album. Got some great songs on there. The album was almost called uh, Born With Horns. Yeah. In fact, the story goes that Machine Gun Kelly went out and got a tattoo of Born With Horns yeah. on his body. And then he decides to change the name of the album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. didn't you make uh, Travis get a uh, Born With Horns? No, we were both super passionate. We were like, oh, let's do it. The album is great. It's done. It's finished and we <laughs> got nuts. it and then i just i went to greece and all of a sudden I had this like epiphany like you know some, yeah. some that was like uh oh, we, we this this we have to own the narrative like you know the the i i could i could it's funny i wrote all these things it, it was very prophetic like um i had that part um where i go on on the title track of it's called mainstream sell out the song and there's this the, right before the bridge uh, this voice goes does he even like play guitar and that was before that guitar video was even made right like so many moments that i like had said already came into existence came into fruition and i was kind of like whoa mm -hmm. we didn't plan this and it seemed like the universe was kind of just guiding it like nah we're gonna we're gonna bring all this like um we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna put like a visual to these words yeah.
Yeah. Part one, why is it so hard to live? Part two, I shouldn't have done what I did. Part three, everyone left me alone. Part four, yeah. I don't want to live huh? anymore. I'd rather be a freak than somebody's puppet. Release your leash, I don't belong in the circus. They cry each night away. So there's my name as a curse, and now I'm six feet deep. I guess my life wasn't perfect. Good stuff, man. You got to get out Thank there. You. It's really good. I'm very, uh, very, very, very uh, happy you guys came in and promoted it. Machine's album. And I'm the only one who calls him Machine, by the way. Uh, you and Young that. Thug. Yeah. yeah, me and Young Thug. Why Young yeah. Thug? Make it just me. Tell Young Thug no more. <laughs> uh, the album is called Mainstream Sellout. It's available wherever music is sold, of course. You can hear Machine Gun Kelly on Sirius XM's Alt Nation all the time. That's Channel 36. I always listen to that. And uh, you guys are doing well, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. I think the new album's going to do real well, and I'm really glad you came by today. Is there anything you feel you have not said that you need to say? Now is the chance. Uh, to the fans, we, we see you more than anything else. So we uh, my heart's with you always and can't wait to keep putting out albums and Thank you for always showing up and supporting us. Even when we put those tickets on sale, you know, I know you guys have uh, jobs and, you know, the money doesn't grow on trees. So it's it, it's an honor that you uh, spend it to come see us live and we won't disappoint. We, we, we put our hearts and soul on, on into our shows and on the stage and we'll always keep taking chances and we'll always keep the conversations going. Just uh, always, you know, have our back and, and hold me down. And, you know, on times that I don't speak up against those speaking down, Please step forward and uh, you know, let let them know that the love is that 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 you got us and that you know you're you're what's important. So thank you guys. You uh, you love your fans. I do. I know I you know, went. So. I heard a story. You went three hours to visit a fan in the hospital the day of a show. That's dedication to the fans. You do. Mm. You do love them. I so do. You, I actually. Uh, I, I, I was in the lobby in Brazil. Actually, this, this this nurse practitioner came up to me, and he was like, "I remember on Christmas Eve you came to the hospital. This was in, in Cleveland, so in the Cleveland clinic, or maybe it was Rainbow uh, Rainbow Hospital. That's actually the hospital my daughter was born into. But uh, we we spent um, we spent uh, Christmas Eve with this young man. He's he's no longer here. He passed away. But uh, I he I didn't obviously get to to see him after that visit but apparently that he was like elated and he he lived on that moment and, and until he passed and he was very very happy and that's that that he that that nurse who was in the lobby in Brazil he was there for his friend's wedding and he was actually that kid's nurse and so he shared that story with me a couple of days ago and meant a lot it's great to hear that wow. and um you know I'm sorry to his family and uh, I hope that we added something um no, you did. Nice. I respect yeah, so. that. I, I, I yeah. you know, I hate to say it and I hate to admit it, but I got to be honest. I go three hours out of my way to avoid my fans. Uh, whereas uh, <laughs> you go three hours to help your fans, and I admire that. I wish I could be more of a better person like you. I'm, I'm being honest. Uh, one day I'll get oh. there, and, uh, oh, and next no, time man, you, you made us feel very welcome and stuff. So thank you for being kind to me and and, and my friends. Yeah. Listen, you guys were great, great musicians. I wish you well with the new album. Next time you come in, I'm going to ask you about the time you um, shot BBs into Steve-O's ass to give him a tattoo okay. on his ass. All right. That's a well, big yeah. story. We'll say, well, <laughs> we need more time for that. That's yeah. something I want to hear about. A funny day. 
<laughs> Sounds real good. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some other shit I didn't get to, but we, we covered enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to give you guys yeah. a break. What are you going to do? You going to go home and sleep now? Uh, I'm going to go keep promoting this album. You know, really? Uh, yeah. You know, ideally we take this number one spot and, you know, it, it's I, I guess it's really not even about that uh, at this point. Now that I'm kind of having this realization, it's more just about it's just just spreading the music like I, I do. I do. I did put a lot into these lyrics and out of respect for everyone's efforts and time that they put into the album. I want to just do everything I can to, to, to spread it around. Um, and Jesus. Yeah, dude, I, I don't, you know, what? I'm not coming to your house. I couldn't keep up with you. I could not. No, man. Thanks. One you. you know, and but if I ever meet you in person, t- give me this secret to wearing shoes with no socks and not stink, having stink. Uh, I will. I will. I really, I really want to know that. And, and, and there's so much more I need to learn. And next time we talk, I want to talk about couples massages. I understand you and Megan get massages together. A woman comes mm-hmm. to the house, and uh, I want to get in on that, too. I'd like to be part of that. Uh, maybe she's like she's intense, too. Their hands are like... Would you let me in the room with you and Megan while you guys are getting massages, or would you keep me out of that? It's like a threesome. I don't even get Like a threesome, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All of us nude getting massages? Why not? What the fuck? Let's have it. Let's do it. All right. Next time we, we, we get together, all right? Be you, Pete, Megan. Well, never mind you and Pete. Me and Megan. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Oh, you, you guys get massages, I'll hand you towels. I just want to be witness to it. All right, listen. Uh, guys, thanks for doing this today. You sounded great and uh, appreciate it. It's and, great course, to see you again. Great to great see you again. Robin. Great to see you, uh, too. Later, guys. And, and Machine Gun Kelly and the whole band. And you can, uh, of course, get the album Mainstream Sellout. Number one album. There you go. All Thank right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank kept them for two fucking hours. I know, but it didn't seem like that. When you said, oh, I've kept you here long enough, I go, I wonder how long we've been here. (laughs) I'm a a big yenta. I like to hear what's going on with everybody. (laughs) Well, hey, Ralphie boy, I got to call you later. I want to up my look. I'm checking. I want some Dolce & Gabbana. Where's his Dolce & Gabbana jacket? Yeah. 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 Where's the douchebag? Where's my, where's my Dolce and Gabbana <laughs> I'm gonna jacket? Them, but, but I've, I've just sit here laughing the whole time because you go like, yeah, I'm going to come by the pool. I'm going to come back. You wouldn't last a minute with him. It would be <laughs> no, so great. No, no, That kid's got a lot of energy. I don't have it. I didn't have energy All when I was his age. All you have to do is pull out the knives and say, look, we're going to throw no. these up in the air. <laughs> See if we can catch 50 seconds at his house. <laughs> I would like to think that I could last at Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly's house. Like, I imagine, I, I, you know, us all pulling down our pants and maybe gunning each other's asses with tattoos. And, uh, it should be a TV show. You at Machine yeah. Gun Kelly's and I'd watch it. <laughs> It'd be good. If I went over there, I really would. I'd insist on lights out at 7. I'll tell you. I know. That's exactly how it would be. <laughs> we have dinner at 3 o'clock. <laughs> it must be such a wild scene, like everyone doing ayahuasca and yeah. aliens and all aliens. that kind of shit. And, and what they talk about, they like they talk about all these like, aliens. You know, I wouldn't last for a minute. Every, I would throw everyone out. It wouldn't even be my house. She's busy massaging yeah. everybody. Oh my god, yeah. that sounds hot. Now you would have a you would have a good time at that. Oh, I don't think Ralph I could would la- be there I, for the whole trip. Yes. No, oh, I, yeah. I don't think I could last there either. Like that's too much. <laughs> they're too much for if me. You, if you couldn't last, I couldn't last. So. <laughs> I was going to say Ralph has changed. Oh my goodness, I'm out of there. I feel like. I feel like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly's like living his best life. I really do. He is. You know. Well, yeah. he's just living. You know, he doesn't he's have living. a plan. It doesn't seem very much in terms of what you should be doing with your day. Yeah. 
I don't have any thoughts during the day. Once I get off the air, I don't even think. I mean, I don't know. He's lived this life of like, how old is he? Like, he's, it seems like he's a young guy. One? Yeah. <laughs> More than anybody in the room. That's right. I know. All right, Ralphie. Well, I that's go what anyway. I was thinking while he was talking. He was, you know, you were reviewing, you know, a lot of stuff that happened to him. I was like, how does anybody else think they can write songs? Look at all that's happened to him. He's I got know. experiences. No, the new album is really good. I, I spent a lot of time with it. It's really, really good. And uh, there you go, Machine Gun Kelly. By the way, next week, if you're a fan of musicians and uh, interviews, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are coming in. Ah. And they are going to uh, crank out a few tunes. And next Wednesday, Amy Schumer will be dropping by, who uh, just yeah, came off the wildest. Her. Yeah, just came <laughs> off the wildest Oscars ever. So uh, that should be interesting. And, uh, you know, and yeah, usual... that was something Jimmy said. He's now upset that he didn't host the craziest Oscars ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's been one up. I hear him. All right. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.